love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. And this is episode 166, here on July 26, 2022. During our beer flight segment, we'll discuss the Tigers taking offers on Scooble. Um, everyone's favorite governor takes on a Big Ten expansion. He talk, has a take on that one. We're going to talk about that. Kyler Murray's new contract, good stuff. The fun stuff to talk about. We're going to, I have a feeling these are going to be some interesting conversations. Better do your homework. He's your favorite <laughs> quarterback, right? <laughs> For our main topics, we will... Uh, preview the Detroit Lions training camp, talk about some of the players to keep an eye on and some position battles we find the most intriguing. We will also introduce a new segment we like to call Shred It or Save It is kind of, that's the, what I'm, um, what's the word, dabbling with? Is that the, yeah. I, I think it makes yep. sense. Eventually I want to get like a, a sounder that has a shredding sound. Shred It. Yeah. It's, oh, that'd be cool. Like a shredder. shredder. Isn't there a guy like... What's the opposite from, of from Shred? Ninja Turtles? I don't know. Shredder. That's what I couldn't figure out. That's save. why I said save. This <laughs> was so like, I don't know. Archive? <laughs> Archive like, it. Almost say it like Street Fighter. Shred I, it. I was thinking Shred it or... for sure. I was thinking about Shred it or Laminate it, <laughs> but like... Shred it or I, send it? I didn't think that was going to work, so... No, uh, now that I've <laughs> lost track. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do that with co- college football. So we're going to basically have some college football topics. We're going to tell you guys if we should shred it or save it for to visit, revisit at a later time, date or something like that. So we'll see if we, we'll get into it. But, um, in our betting hero segment, we don't have a golf major, but we do have the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So we're going to hey. draft our Mo- Rocket Mortgage Classic um, golfers. You got you got John on that one, or is he taking best available at the He's end? He's probably taking best available All at right. the end. Cool. Yeah, I think that's only fair. Um, and, of course, we're going to grade a Michigan beer, like we always do. Um if you are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know what you're sipping on tonight. Be part of the conversation. Let us know your opinion on all the topics and all the good stuff. We'll, we'll be trying to do our best to keep an eye on the comments and, and respond. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors to help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running. And Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promos available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Walthart. With me today, we got Micah Smith. What up? And Ryan Waldhart running the board, man. A lot, of, a lot of pressure on that, right? Yeah, uh-huh. you, you wanted me to like move this way, but I yeah, feel I like I that's going to really be challenging for me. And I didn't even I didn't even have it up for you to even be paying attention as I was doing my reads. So yeah, we're gonna have to recheck that as we go. But I'll check as we go. Yeah, I you think you're actually low right now. Am I? I might be hitting a little high. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Hey, Baya's got a hit. Holy smokes! Just just a normal hit. Uh-huh. Just a single. He was swinging for the fences. Second single of the year. <laughs> Second, yeah. <laughs> solid, solid stuff. Broncos um, average up to two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but how, how was your guys' week? We, we obviously, so I was camping, so we didn't record yesterday. I got We got home last night, so we just decided to push it a day. So thank you guys for being flexible with that. Well, how was John, camping? John, not so flexible. He 
he had a late day at work, so he had to, to miss tonight. Oh. We miss you, John. Yeah. We miss you, buddy. But yeah, how was camping? It was actually really fun. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed it. So we were out in, so we were in Tawas City. We were, like, north of Tawas. So Ascoso, I believe, or Ascoda, or one of those Osos or something. Okay. Um, Really, really nice. Uh, I guess it's not even a lake. It's more of a uh, river, but massive. I mean, and, and there are maybe six houses on this lake, and it is one of the biggest, I'm going to call it lake, lakes I've ever seen. And it just kind of winds through like a river, because that's the river, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know it's very confusing. There's got to be some river monsters in it, there. He's going to call it an ocean here in about yeah. 60 the, seconds. Yeah, it's where the, <laughs> Salty river. It's where the whale, whale watching is what uh, Kyle <laughs> would give me a hard time for, um, for that. But um, no, it was really good. The kids, the kids had a blast. We got to hang out with some friends, uh, Justin and Haley. Um, huge shout out to them. Thank you um, for having us. It was, yeah, it was so that's awesome. on the east side, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is, to me, is not normally somewhere uh, I would even think of as far as, like, let's go camping, let's find a campground. Yeah. Where would you go? Up north is what you'd think. You, which, yeah. Which is probably a little bit north from where we are now, but yeah. if you're all the way over, like, I've never yeah. even considered camping over there. Yeah. It, I mean. Yeah. It's awesome, really. It was awesome. The, the water was beautiful. Um, amazing dune, like, sand dunes and stuff that you could park the boat at and stuff. So it was it was a good time. We we hung out at their house because they live over there as well. Um, got to ride dirt bikes, and the boys loved that, and just had a really good nice. time with them. Like electric bikes, or one was electric, motor? and then the kids rode the electric one, then I was riding the the uh, gas one, and then with the kids in front and stuff. So the was, dirt bike. The what, what was it? Do you know? No idea. What color? Red, red and white. Honda. I don't think it was a Honda though. For some, I don't know. I, I don't know. Red and red and white. I could show you a picture. Yeah, I want to see a picture later. Yeah. All right, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Husqvarna. <laughs> yes. Ask no, Kramer. It wasn't I have no clue. But, uh, anyways, yeah, it, it was a, it was a good time. But I did miss uh, Thursday's uh, baseball or softball game. And I heard there was there's quite a story to tell of that. Oh, I don't, there's nothing going yeah, on. I don't so, think so. Yeah. So there was a memo going around the league that. With me being gone, they all knew I was going to be gone. They're like, oh, good. No, nobody's going to be yelling at the umps. Yeah. And they had a week <laughs> off from that. But there's one other Waltart they had to worry about, I guess. Yep. What, what Screw the, them. Yeah. What in the world happened? <laughs> like, what's going on here? I get a text from Trav. He goes, dude, Ryan just got booted. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? So yeah. I need to know what happened. Well, my kids could tell you the whole story because <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, they watched. Oh they, yeah, they watched me get thrown out of an adult league slow pitch softball game. So I think it was, was Quinn and your wife had front row seats to <laughs> oh, the. Cece was there. Oh yeah, she, she was there. What? Who? Both of you just a tad. Just or a tad. or should we bump you up? No, nah, I'm seeing red. And I don't bump like red. You up. Ooh. All right, you're All looking right. at a bump shirt. You up. I want to bump you up. All right. <laughs> you know? I love that song. Yeah, right. so here, I'll, I'll lay it out for you. All right. All right, so I hit a ball decently hard. It was like I got jammed a little bit um, like I usually do these days. But um, ball goes, they were playing me pretty deep. So it was right at the guy playing left center field. He'd moved over a little bit. I thought it might get past him. It didn't. And then I'm thinking, when's the last time I've seen an accurate throw from the outfield that far? I'm just going to go to second no matter what. Right, right. He put it on the base. So good for him. He was like it, actually a good athlete good throw i figured i was out no big deal but i was like to the outside running pretty wide um the throw was a little bit to the outside so i just like moved to the it was not even an athletic play at all on my part but i moved a little inside slid like this weird little awkward slide and the dude missed me missed the tag by like at least a foot and a half and and ump is standing at 
right center, basically, right on the grass line. Yeah, can't see a thing. So it, it's not even close. He is misses it, the is tag. Is it a typical in, infield ump that we have? Yes. Like that? Yep. Okay. Yes. Younger guy. Yes, yeah, super super <laughs> young. No, it, it was the older <laughs> one that has the beer gut. Very accurate. Oh, he was he was the old guy. Yeah, yeah. And he was the older one. Very bad. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he calls me out. I laugh. My first instinct is to laugh. I smile. Whatever. The second baseman covers his mouth and he's like, "Dude, how like that wasn't even close? How is he calling you out?" <laughs> he said that out loud to me. The second baseman. So then I'm like walking over to the ump, like past him, or whatever. And I'm like, "Okay." First of all, it wasn't close, but second, like you need everybody is safe until you confirm that they're out. That's that's the call that you need to have. I was like, unless you see him tag me, I have to be safe. And that's all I said. And that's literally as I said what I said as I was passing him and he got such an attitude he turned to me he's like, "Not another word or I'll toss you out or some like whatever he said." And like oh, at that yep. at that point, I was just like, "Screw this, screw you, buddy!" Like I've had too many little mini encounters with you. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this go. So I started just chirping. I don't even know what I said. I'm not sure what I was saying. Well, I mean, I know you didn't swear at him. I've, I've never heard you swear in my no, entire he, life. No, yeah, exactly. You didn't swear at him. No. And that's the thing. Of course like, not. The, the the umps should should be okay with it as long as you don't swear at him. That's the biggest thing, I, in my opinion. I was being as rationally like make belittling him as I could possibly. Do. <laughs> I was oh, just like one hundred percent. Yeah, just <laughs> I was. It was I, epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so anyways, like I I stayed out on the field longer than I should have. I jabbed him like one too many times. I knew I was I was asking for it. Yeah, you knew what you were doing. He, he but he still didn't toss me. He's just like looking at me, like waiting, waiting. Somebody, I think maybe even Micah, I don't know, but somebody asked me, like yelled from the dog, like, did they tag you? And I was, and I just yelled for everybody to hear. I'm like. No, it wasn't even close. He missed me by a mile, and he's like, that's it. You're out. And he tosses me out of the game. I'm not even talking to him. The ump was barking at this point. Oh, yeah. Not barking. And, and Ryan was walking into the dugout at that point. I was on third. Well, I was coaching third, and Shane was up. And just take it from there. I mean, then it kind of got escalated. So, so then, then what happened? I, I don't know. I honestly I'm gonna have to rely <laughs> on you on this so because <laughs> I well, I yelled back at him. I just started being like, "Good job, Ump! Like I'm, I'm I hope you're like happy with yourself. Like good job, so, you yeah. tossed me out in a men's league softball game. Way to go! Total power move. Like yeah. kudos to you. But you're not gonna take anything. He's like, I'm not gonna take crap from nobody. And so I can't remember if it was the home plate Ump or that Ump out in the outfield. But at that point, after you had just passively, aggressively <laughs> done what you had done from the dugout, he goes, all he said was, parking lot. Yeah. And he pointed <laughs> at you and then pointed at the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, he just went to the parking lot. All right, so. so I didn't know he could send him to the parking lot. Yeah, dude, I, like, I didn't they know did not, either. They didn't it's start the game until I got to the parking lot. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, like, made a scene, yeah. So I like I yell from the dugout. I yell back to the umpire at one point. I'm like, "Hey, I'd appreciate if you stay out of my personal affairs. I was talking with my teammates and you kicked me out of the game. <laughs> Whatever I said, I, that's what I meant that's to say. A, that's but exactly I, what you said. Yeah, like stay out of my business, Blue. And he's like, "No, we're not starting until the parking lot." So I go out and I like, I know they're waiting for me to go to the parking lot. <laughs> I take off my cleats as slow as possible. <laughs> no, before that, oh, you you couldn't. This you, is so you, epic. You grabbed your bag. This is already after he had told you to go to the parking lot. <laughs> you had grabbed your bag, 
and you couldn't find your keys or your wallet. Yeah. And you paced from one end of the bench to the other probably three <laughs> times. And I'm standing on third, and I'm just laughing at this point. I'm like, this, is my sandals. this looks I bad. couldn't find my sandals. This looks really bad. <laughs> so he finally finds his stuff, and then he goes and sits down on the bleachers with his wife and his daughter. <laughs> And, and I'm like slowly changing my cleats, taking them off. And the ump at home is standing there on the other side of the fence, <laughs> just staring at Ryan. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I'm just, and I'm just like chirping the whole time, like, "Oh, you're a tough guy too, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, good for you." Geez. Like, I had a bat and everything. I'm like pointing my bat at them and everything. No, I wasn't doing oh, that. Geez, I oh, did geez. point my bat, but that was yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> so. So anyways, oh so I think it was Shane. Shane was up next, and he looks down at me, and we're just waiting. We're just waiting for Ryan to get done doing <laughs> what he's doing. I can't believe they didn't just keep playing. <laughs> no, like they, they really were they just that they're waited. stuck to their guns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not until you're in the parking lot. There wasn't another ball hit until I was, like, at the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so Shane takes a couple steps towards me, and he goes, man, all those wild hearts are built the same. <laughs> <laughs> I nodded and, and laughed and said, right. yeah, yeah. Dude, that dude escalated it, not me. <laughs> I was trying to teach him how to be a better umpire, and he took it r- the wrong way. Help me but, help you. Yeah. <laughs> but help anyways, me help you. <laughs> so you already brought up the funniest part, in my opinion. You sat next to your wife, and you slowly took your cleats off. <laughs> so slow, dude. And everybody. <laughs> Just waited. The, the other team spectators, the whole other team out in the outfield, staring at Ryan, taking his (laughs) cleats off and switching over to his shoes. And I think we started play as he was halfway to the parking lot. Yeah, that's actually when it was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and like, their catcher, like, came over and he's like, hey, we're trying to play a game here. I'm like, I'm not stopping from playing a game. I'm changing my cleats. (laughs) And I I took all him and old man, too. And then he's like, he said something, no, you could get out of here. And I'm like, hey, I'm taking my time just like you would be, old man. And then, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, anyways, I get out of there. And I didn't hear you say that. I'm That's on my way awesome. out, and like the umpire, I kept chirping from the sidewalk as I'm walking out and stuff. <laughs> the first baseman on the other team starts looking at me, and he's like smiling, and he goes, "Hey, what do you think?" And he holds his hands out like this, and he's like, "Got him two feet apart." He's like, "What do you think about that?" And I'm like, "That looks accurate." Yes, he's like, "I think the ump needed my view on that one." <laughs> oh, like, geez. so they, they knew. Are- they knew. At that point, why don't you just say, no, he was safe? I, I don't expect him to do that. I don't I care. Would, I just, I, I told the umpire, I told the, the umpire like, something like, look, you, he's awful. He's always been awful. Oh, yeah, he's been bad. He's never been, so I was trying to be like, look, you, the perspective has to be the, the base runner is safe until you've confirmed out. Okay. Right? Yeah. That yeah. has to be your natural, and, and he just hated that I had anything to say. <laughs> well, they hate so, our team. So Todd asked, do you still get a Wally Buck from Grandma? Or does getting ejected cost you the, a dollar? Yeah, I I, uh, I think I lost my my I don't know my lifetime supply of Wally bucks from <laughs> yeah. here on. Yeah, yeah. What would Grandma what would, say? To yeah, you? what would Grandma say? Oh, she would have been chirping right there with me. Yeah, she it was abs- yeah. it was absurd. She would have been able to see it too. There was, and that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. There's no reason for him to do to escalate it to where he did. I I'm sorry, I'm in the right on this one. And Trav is <laughs> like, come on, ru- come on, get out of here, just. And I'm like, no, come on, like. We we I'm also had a, a fan. I, I'm assuming that was there, uh, that said passive aggressive champion. So you were the, the passive know, aggressive. Was, ch- was Carrie there, or did she just know that about you? Yeah, maybe <laughs> she just knows. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think she just knows. Well, and I, then, yeah. oh, geez. I someone, definitely tried to be a little Someone's going to tell your high school coach on you, too. <laughs> He's not going to be happy with you. I'm sure his high school coach has seen it all. I think if, if anybody knows what I can turn into in the wrong situation, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's He's, my high school baseball coach. Yeah, <laughs> that and your cousins. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. So, for the record, after hearing the story and the interaction with the other team, that we're playing again this this upcoming Thursday. Oh no way, really? Oh boy! I highly recommend you at least missing out on the first game because they will know. Yeah. Oh, they'll. Oh know. yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I, that's that's just my opinion. I'm okay with testing the waters if you guys are. Um, you just gotta keep in mind we are wearing the hops shirts because we're sponsored by them. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Worried. That's up to you guys. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Me Last thing. So on my way out. There's, oh, a, there's the storm. More. The storm was coming in. Yeah. And like we, the game should have been called a long time before that. There was thunder everywhere. Um, lightning, no thunder before oh, that. I right? think they well, come and oh, some yeah. lightning. Thunder. I think yeah. they usually come together, right? Well, first thunder, and then there was lightning. Yeah. So, anyways, the they stopped the game like two hitters after my whole Jeez. debacle. So I'm yep. leaving. So you're still in the I'm line. leaving. Shane hits one of the fence. I think it hit the fence in the air. That's the last play, and then they call the game for lightning, and I'm in the parking lot. Like packing up my stuff last minute, and I I see them call again. Like, and they just called it for lightning. <laughs> so I just like ruined everybody's experience. The, the, the way they the called the game was so unprofessional. Y- give me just a minute, okay? So <laughs> we we see the we see the lightning, see the thunder. They pause the game, and right away, so everyone's asking from both sides, "Hey, we got thirty minutes, or what's going on?" They don't say a word. They go to third base. They go to second base. They start pulling bases. So I look at the guys, and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to leave. I mean, if we're going to wait 30 minutes, just leave the bases out there. Yeah, yeah. we had like they, 15 they minutes They already left. made the decision, so they pulled the bases, and we're still waiting to hear an answer. And the younger guy goes, well, listen, you have 30 minutes to wait. And game time, the end of game, is 26 minutes out. So it's going to put you at the end of game. <laughs> and that's what he that's what he ended with. Jeez. And me and Trav are going, what is... Okay, so so just say the game is over for right now. The, and he goes, the game's not over. It's postponed. <laughs> yelling at us from the field. Jeez. Wait, so is, is the first game on Thursday the makeup for that? No, I think it's the second game. Okay. Oh, no. Uh. So well, there's going to be like an inning left to play? No, no. We're restarting it. No Even way. Even though we were up 11 to 1. No yeah, way. We're not restarting the game. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, they, they tried to make us forfeit the game because of the stuff. but what? No way. Yeah, draft doctor out of it. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, that was not me. That 11 was 11 to 1 lead, too. All we're right. not restarting. That's what they're telling me. Yeah. <clears throat> That is n- no. Yeah. We're n- no, that's not happening. All right. I would love to play a full I, game and I didn't miss funniest anything. funniest ending. I just got to get this out there. <laughs> funniest ending. The umpire is staring me down after they called the game. He's at second base pulling the second base bag and he's looking at me and he just stops and he's staring at me. <laughs> like mid picking up the second yeah. base. Yeah. And I've got my bat and I've and I'm out in there and I'm like pointing my bat at him and I'm like <laughs> waving, pointing my bat, <laughs> waiting. And I'm pointing right at him. And then I get in the truck. He's still staring at me. Jillian, my wife, is just like, what is this guy's deal? Like, he is so into you. Like, he he just won't drop this. <laughs> and I roll down my window, and I'm waving and pointing, waving, 
the whole way out. <laughs> like this dude did not do a thing <laughs> except just like wait for me to leave the, the entire premises. Unbelievable. Man, I would hate to, for my kids to be his grandkids because that dude is miserable on the inside. <laughs> He's probably a really nice guy off the off the. I field. doubt it. That's what I'm saying. I doubt it. <laughs> I just judged him big time just on this one occurrence and every, <laughs> and every other out safe call he's ever made in his life. But based on that, I don't think so. Man, that, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my Hello. friend, Ryan. All right, I'm done. Wait, Daniel Norris is a tiger again? What? Daniel Norris is, <laughs> is a tiger again. Did they just sign him? <laughs> they must have, and he's in AAA now. I don't cool. know how that happened. But uh, let's get into what we're drinking tonight. You guys good with that? <laughs> Sorry for taking No, forever. that's good. Michael, Michael, we're not going to learn anything about you this week because we learned a lot about Ryan. That's that right? fine. Is that good? Sure. Right. Oh, I, I did go to the beach. Yeah, we should oh, talk about that. <laughs> we should talk about that. I randomly went to the beach. Okay. <laughs> On I'm one so hand, upset. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> On the other hand... <laughs> I am so sad for you. <laughs> so, all right, let's, we, this is we might have to cut a whole topic because this is just g- good stuff. This is exactly what we got to talk about, though. But God. okay, so start from scratch. A week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, Mike had texted me. Yeah. He goes, "Hey, Michigan's going to be in Grand Haven." I was like, "Oh yeah, I saw the article. Cool. Like it's going to be on whatever it was on Saturday, right?" Yeah. Um, yep. And you're like, "We should we should try to go." I'm like, "Well, I'm going to be camping, but yeah, I mean, otherwise I would. It'd be it'd be fun." Um, but <laughs> that, pick it up from there. So Mike <laughs> okay, goes so, to Grand Haven. Well, I, I reached out to a handful of players on the Instagram account and asked if they'd be willing to spend five, ten minutes doing an interview on the beach. Oh, yeah. And didn't hear back from any of them. Thought it was kind of weird. Well, you heard back from all of them, but they politely ignored or, like, said no, right? That's what I remember. But <laughs> you, but you, this is your story. Sure. <laughs> they all responded. So... <laughs> so they respond, and I go out to Grand Haven, get to where they're supposed to be, which is pretty close to a restaurant <laughs> out there. And I'm like, man, I think I missed them. You know, I brought my family out there, and I figured, you know, I, I would do a couple of interviews at that point, and the kids would just play on the beach. And at that point, I see I see a random guy who is clearly not on the team, clearly a dad, with the Michigan jersey, I go up to him and just start making small talk. Like, hey, um, go blue, go blue. <laughs> yeah, first did off. I uh, did I miss out on the team here? I mean, they're they're on the move. They're they're going across the state, right? They're stopping at the Capitol. They're stopping at Arcadia Bluffs. They're doing all these really cool stops, doing some really cool community based things, and still having some fun along the way. And he goes, he goes, no man, he goes, they're up in Muskegon. And I'm like, what? And if any of you know, Muskegon is about, yeah, 15, 20 minutes north of Grand Haven. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, man, really? How did I get that messed up? And I go look at my phone, and I get a text from Ryan. He goes, dude, <laughs> I'm at the deck right now. And I'm like, that's cool. And he goes, and the whole Michigan team's here. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. And I'm thing. like, are you kidding me? And I'm here in Grand Haven with my family and no Michigan <laughs> players. And there, there's like a bunch of people wearing Michigan gear because they kind of got the same idea, right? And I'm like, dang, Nabbit. I look at my wife and she goes, don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm like, I'm like, but honey, she goes, 
Honey, we just got here. We spent 15 minutes trying to find a parking spot. We're not leaving. <laughs> and I'm like, so this is shortly I'm after like, you got there. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. We got this all figured out real quick. <laughs> and then I saw Ryan's text. I'm like, oh, Ryan's having the time of his life. <laughs> He's eating good food in a great atmosphere. Oh yeah, the deck. He's is great. just like people watching the entire Michigan football team. And I'm like, I missed out. I really missed out. This sucks. Oh yeah, I was I'm watching like, him play I'm so happy beach volleyball. I'm like, I'm so happy for no you, shirts. Ryan. <laughs> no shirts yet. <laughs> Bags, <laughs> frisbee, football, like all so, of them. JJ. So, I was gonna say, let's bump, let's so, bump over to yeah, him. Yeah, Ryan. You you text the group. You're like, dude, I just saw Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And my daughter's <laughs> pumped about a monarch butterfly. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so we're like we're eating our food at the deck, and and I'm like I can see Jim kind of far away, um, at, or down at the beach. And he's like signing autographs and like taking some pictures with fans. He's wearing his khaki long pants. It's super hot, but he's wearing his long khaki pants and everything, uh, with, with tennis shoes and everything. And he's on his way. Comes back, walks right by us. Like Jillian got up near the same time, so she's like standing about next to him for a while. He walks right by us, uh, and I'm like, you know. I'm people watching. I, I don't get like starstruck very often, and I'll, yeah. I I really wasn't starstruck. But around that kind of an atmosphere, I'm definitely looking around. I'm definitely like paying attention to what everybody's doing. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and so Jim walks by, at the same time, Cece, my daughter, is just like blown away. She's like, "Oh my goodness! I just saw a monarch butterfly." <laughs> <laughs> It was the perfect timing as Jim Harbaugh's walking by. You probably oh, won't remember that. Oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was perfect. That's I, so fun. So I would I my one question that I have for you is who was JJ McCarthy partners with in bags? Donovan Edwards. Was he really? Yeah. That that is his buddy. Yeah, and, they, are and, like, uh, dude. they they were up there for a while, so I have a feeling they were doing well. JJ's got the uh, the flat spin okay, throw so he knows to what it, he's doing. so we know. Yeah, it's a professional move for sure. Yeah, um, or at least an experienced move. And then uh, professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean he's a nil professional. I the think. other guys that I that I saw, uh, including Donovan Edwards, they were they were more of actually the way I do it is just just throw, just toss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Try to keep yeah. it flat and everything, but I but I yeah. just toss it straight. Yep. Okay. Did anyone surprise you with their physicality? Was was someone bigger or smaller than what you thought? Jim Harbaugh is probably a little taller than you thought, right? He's he's yeah, pretty tall. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is though. I mean he's six whatever. Yeah. Um I, I what surprised me actually is like these guys are are <laughs> like men. They are really? huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, like I I told Jillian, I'm just like, can you imagine like trying to tackle one of those guys <laughs> yeah, or right. be on the same field where you're being like trying phys- to get physical tackled. contact. <laughs> yeah. With, th- with these guys. Cause across the board, even the, the big linemen, like you could tell who the linemen were right. Yeah. But you could also see some of those tight ends that are shredded. You could see the defensive ends that are shredded. You can yeah. see the linebackers that just have muscles on top of muscles and are shredded. I mean like these, these guys are legit and a lot of them look like NFL type bodies already. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, Such it was a cool. It was cool. 
and very sad, sad story. And I feel like it was, I do it was feel so really bad random. for you. <laughs> also, and Andrew and I, like, my I 11 her, year wedding anniversary. Oh, really? That's why we were there. Yeah. That's why they were there too. Is that is that true? That's why they went. To that's the why ski. they went there to yeah, celebrate to ours. Celebrate your guys. Yeah. Man, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Jim answers my DMs. I don't know about you, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just. I, I was telling Andrea this story, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" But I feel so bad for Micah, and like. She goes, and Ryan really doesn't care, and Micah's so, like, wanted this so badly. Like, yeah, I got no like, pictures. <laughs> it's just, like, one of those, like, <laughs> so cool, but it feels so I'm bad. Like, he's like, take pictures, like, and I told you, I'm like, yeah, like, I probably won't. Like, a picture? <laughs> he's like, yeah, no pictures. I'm like, did you ask him anything? He's like, no. Did, did you get a picture of the other Michigan fan that was disappointed, or no? <laughs> no, I just went no. and sat down next to him. I, I was... Sitting close. Oh, I was gawking here and there. I was <laughs> so I good, so good. I don't know what segment we're cutting yet, but we'll maybe we'll just zoom. Hold through on, the, one more. The do- yeah. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> no, hold on. Oh no, hold on. What? Yeah, that was only Saturday. Who was Kate hanging out with? Um, he f- he was floating. Okay, all right, move on. Okay. Professional. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask. Professional. Yeah, I needed it's to interesting. know. It's in. It's very very interesting. Yeah, he was floating for sure. Before we uh, get into our do- oh, wait, we actually ed- introduce our beers. Sorry. Man, one down already? Yeah, I know. <laughs> one and a half in already here. This isn't going well. An hour and a half in? Uh, <laughs> Only 30 minutes. We're doing all right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing fine. People just need to cool it. J- Jared's giving us a hard time. Your uh, introduction topics tonight will last longer than the episodes, uh, but love the stories. Classic. All right, appreciate it, man. Um, <laughs> Carrie, real quick, is drinking... Um, not passive-aggressive champion. What is she drinking? <laughs> um, from know. Archival Brewing... The kids uh, are in the water. Fritz and Fritz Fritz's folly. Oh yeah, that nice. So good stuff. I think I think Jared of all people probably can appreciate when you have a good story to tell. Right. You, you tell it. Yeah. Right. Podcasters Absolutely. know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. So I guess this is our opportunity. We're very very rarely have good stories. So when we have it, we might as well. <laughs> that's tr- that's a really good point. Yeah. We are <laughs> some of the most boring podcasters yeah. of all time when it oh, comes yeah. to our personal lives. I've never it's met so. a more boring <laughs> podcaster than me. <laughs> <laughs> we're we just like hey, let's talk sports and hopefully there's something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> now we actually have something fun to talk about that happened in our lives, and people are complaining. So uh, good, yeah. that's great. No, um, but what are we drinking? We're drinking from uh, Atwater Brewing Company, obviously, or Atwater Brewery, I should say. Um, so they have obviously the Detroit um, location. They have a Grand Rapids location, but we're drinking Detroit City Juice. It's a hazy IPA. Um, it is 6.3 percent alcohol by volume. It is 12 ounces like most beers, but it's hazy, and it's got like, um, I actually took a picture of, of the description 12, here. 12 ounces. <laughs> I don't I just read, man. You know me. Put it in front of me. I'm going to read. Good yeah. thing we don't have teleprompters. It is a can. So, so like people give Biden a hard time Repeat for reading a pel- pel- teleprompter, but if okay. I had one in front of me, I'd have a really hard time with that, too. I would just read whatever <laughs> it says, too. Um, but this is what they describe on their website. So they say, who's got the juice? We do. Detroit City Juice is Atwater's take on hazy. With an explosion of orange and grapefruit combined with bright citrus cascade and Zythos hops. Have you ever heard of Zythos hops? Because I have not. What if Badugo's um, yard here? This beer delivers its name. The name derives from prohibition slang for drink or water. Um, and we'll have everyone in Detroit asking, where's the juice? So the juice, I'm assuming, means... The juice is loose. The juice is loose. And that means prohibition, I think. Like when they were just... Call it juice, is my guess. I'm thinking it's got some juice in it. It's a juicy IPA. It yeah. is a juicy. I mean, for sure. I can taste the. Uh, what was it? Grapefruit. Is that what I said? Did I said grapefruit. That's I all. Know, man. I you heard orange. Reading. Yeah. Yep. 
orange and grapefruit. I can taste the grapefruit. Um, the orange, a little subtle, but I, I, I get it on the back end a little bit. What this do you think is, so far? This is good. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I like Smooth. this. Smooth. Now I know what For, to get when I uh, when I go when there. When you go there, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I seriously know so little about Atwater. I've been there, I think, one time. That was on the Pub Peddler like yeah. 12 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. When you turned 30. Wow. Um, wow. No, how long ago was Congrats on being 42. It was a long time ago, though. It really was. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to call you old. Oh, that's all right. But I'm that old. was, yeah, that's what we're drinking, and we'll probably we should probably get into our grades here now that we've drank this whole thing and had a full episode. But um, no, we're gonna forget uh, by the end. <laughs> Before we jump into our DeHops Beer Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beers in West Michigan. Chef Dan's food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine and ciders, <laughs> wine and ciders make the hops perfect for what you have going on from late night drinks with friends, dinner with the family and everything in between. <laughs> I changed stuff up. Uh, the Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time <laughs> and energy read. at making the hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have taco Tuesday, Stein night, Wednesday, Thursday, any beer and burger for 15 bucks along with, some unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that we hi- that will make your mouth water, along with this read. <laughs> the Hops is the official oh. brewery of State of My Sports for 2022. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a discount off your first beer unless you have an a-hole server that says they don't know. Hey. Excuse what me? that is. That's a totally different story. But <laughs> whoa, tops beer flight segment. Yeah, I feel like this is at like story time. We should. No, nah, I wasn't. It's, not. it's not my story to tell. At the end of the read, I heard you go. Yeah, my mouth was watering just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, All right, I do want to move through these as quick as possible. Let's do it, um, Ryan. I picked your flight segment for you because you don't really ever pick yours. You and didn't I ask me. Do that. Well, I figured I'd just keep the tradition alive and pick it out for you. Um, but Ken Rosenthal came out with a tweet today, breaking news around, what was it, 3 o'clock? Some, something around there? Yeah. Um, Tarek Skubal opened for business. Or the Tigers are open for business regarding Tarek Skubal. Yeah. Quick thoughts on that. Like, Yeah, we, we got into it a little bit over, uh, you know, text today. I, I just think, you know, this is, we have four more years of control on Tarek Skubal. Why would you give up on him right now? This was a year that we were supposed to have a little bit of an upstart in, or, or see the results a little bit more on the field than in previous years. We were hoping to be around 500, maybe even above. Some people were even hoping for like a playoff push. Personally, I thought it was a little bit too quick. Um, but this is a guy, this is one of the, the main reasons in the rotation why we would be able to get there. This is a young, talented left-handed tall pitcher who's got really good stuff really good analytics with his you know spin rates and everything else um people don't hit him very hard i know he's gone through a funk as of a little bit you know recently but he started off the year as a true legit number one there was one point in the season i think at the end of may when he was actually one or two in everybody's cy young award race for for the first couple of months in the american league like he had that good of a start of the season um this is not somebody that I feel like we need to get rid of right now because what what are you going to get in the end? Like, I, The Tigers right now I feel like are in a very dangerous spot where we could just be in this, this never-ending cycle of no man's land prospect to trade for assets. And, and I still feel like Tarek Skubal is the prospect of we don't know what he could turn into yet. 
and also we don't know what he looks like when he's pitching well paired up with Casey Mize in rotation, paired up with Matt Manning in rotation, paired up with Alex Fajardo in rotation with all those guys. Like That's the group. That's the core that I want to continue to build around with this team. And when they're ready to compete, then we start selling some of the younger assets and go get the guys that we need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, no, or have a younger guy to replace him with. Exactly. And, and, I, and I, I wonder if that's what they're trying to go with is they feel like, let's say, what is his name, Derek Hill, um, the other guy. I mean, there's so many young, like crazy young pitchers that we weren't expecting to be here at this point. I can't think of them. Um, who's the uh, Bo, Bo, Bo Brisky. Brisky? Yeah, it's like are, if this is true, if if they actually are open for this, if they are ready to move on, they they feel like they see something with those guys. They're like, hey, no, they can be the extra pieces. And look, I agree with you. I, I don't think giving up on Tarek School or moving on from him is the right decision. But also, if we want to be part of this trade deadline and maybe get more, it feels like his he's the only opportunity, right? Okay, okay. and, and that can, is the panic and move. Can, and if you can package him with a throwaway, like, I don't want to say Fulmer is necessarily a full throwaway, but like you can get some high end if you can say those two guys. You're getting a, a starter, legit starter, and a legit bullpen arm give us one, two, and three of your prospects, if it comes into something like that, then it's like, okay, I understand it. But again, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I agree. I I think you hold on to Scooble unless you're getting true, unless it's a buy situation, right? Like, that's where we're at is unless we're buying, you don't get get rid of any guys that you think could be part of the core because you want as many pieces as possible when you are ready to buy. Yes. That's when the quantity can be turned get turned into quality. You're not going to turn quality into quantity necessarily nearly enough with a guy like Tarek Skubal. Best case scenario, get Tarek Skubal in a trade. What good does that do? He's, he's exactly. only 25 You're just years replace old. Him. Yeah. He's only 25 years old. You got control over him. It seems like a very stupid thing. It seems like a very Avila thing. It's and reactionary. It is reactionary. It's reactionary to an underwhelming season, even though you could. there's a lot of reasons why you could point to why it's underwhelming. Yeah. And, 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 and I get it. Our, pit, our hitters are not performing the way they should. But the first few months of the season, the way our pitching staff pitched, we were legit top three in our with our bullpen. Yeah. Le- MLB with a, wide. With a, with a lot of work on them, too. Yeah, with a lot of work, <laughs> a lot, a of, lot of innings. Yeah. Like leading leading in innings because of, of the work that the starting pitchers did not do because of injury. So with that and the combination of we have four years left on this, this pitcher – yeah, there's no reason. He's not even at the ceiling of what we can get a return for for him. So yeah. why would we consider moving him right now when somebody might look at this and say, this is a potential Cy Young candidate in two years. Now's the time to buy him because he's going to be, this is the cheapest he'll be. But this is what Al Avila does. This is his M.O. This would be his worst move out of all of them. I'm pissed about the return that he got for JD Martinez. JD Martinez. Terrible. I still don't think what he got from Justin Verlander has panned out. Not necessarily his fault. Yeah. In the moment, it was a decent trade, but it just didn't pan out. But this would be by far the dumbest one of them all. And the fact that he's the one that gets to make this decision is a huge issue. Are we re- are we really gonna let this guy rebuild the rebuild that re- that? Just rebuilding something, yeah. Like this is <laughs> this is shot three at a rebuild. This is he's going into year eight. Like this is a ninth round <laughs> draft pick that we lucked out on for being as successful and have and capable as he is. Yeah. 
He's a big league starter. That's that's what he is, and he's a he top is. three guy on he good is. clubs. Yeah. So we we lucked out to get this and guy. He's only getting keep, better. Too. Keep him as part of the core. Yeah. Yes, keep him as part of the core. Pair him up when Casey Mize is healthy. Pair him up with Matt Manning when he's healthy, and hope that Matt Manning can turn into Tarek Skubal. Yep. Sitting out this trade deadline is better than moving him just just for reaction. But but not only that, he's left-handed. So now you also are going to what trade a guy who's left-handed yeah. mixed with a whole bunch of a sea of righties. Yeah. When lefties learn how to pitch in this league, they become very dominant very quickly. You see that with Chris Sale. He was very good. Everybody knew he was very good. Missing, missing, missing. All of a sudden it clicked and was completely dominant. Lights yeah. out for a couple of years. Yeah, the injuries came in and it's been rough for him. That's the type of guy that Tarek Skubal could become, I feel like. So, I, I mean, it's easy to tell at this point. I'm completely against it. I don't want them to trade him. Um, if they get the re- a return that is too good to pass up, okay, we'll take a look at it. And and maybe this is him just saying, we're, we're listening to offers. Nobody's Nothing's off the table. If I'm a GM, I would always, always be in that scenario. Why would oh, you? Why would you yeah. ever stop listening to offers? And he's so dumb. Like he's one of the worst at holding the cards close to the vest. He's so bad at yeah, it. Yeah. He why are you even saying this? Huh. It he, makes no sense. Now Tarek Skubal is like, wait, what? I'm 25 <laughs> years old under team control for another three, four years, and I'm on the trade block. Like, what in the world is this organization? AJ Hinch is watching this. What in the world is going on in this organization? Yeah. This is in two years. We should be having a conversation whether or not we extend him to a longer term deal. Exactly. Or trade him for assets. Yep. A guy like Noah Syndergaard on the on the Angels, that's a guy that you flip and turn around because he's playing well, but your team is not ready to compete. Yeah. So you flip him because he's only on a one- to two-year deal. Exactly. That's what you do. Everybody in the world knows that. You don't flip your 25-year-old prospect. Or, like, the Nationals are trying to get something out of, out of uh, what's his name, uh, Soto, because they know yeah. they're not going to keep him long term, and he's going to play the free agent market, and they're not going to be able to compete. Okay, I get that too. We have four years of control. This is not a similar situation to any of those. Yep, I agree. Four years. Stupid. It would be absolutely awful. Um, Micah, you want to talk about uh, UCLA? Absolutely. All right, what, what's going on there? Well, welcome to the game, UCLA, UC or uh, USC. But uh, you know, our favorite governor has something to say about it uh gavin newsom so he came out uh with with this statement right here so he said that ucla must clearly explain to the public how this deal will improve the experience for all its students at <coughs> excuse me student athletes and will honor its century older partnership with uc berkeley and will preserve the histories rivalries and traditions that enrich our communities or and right it says i think I think it's probably in rich our communities. So, right. So he he's he's demanding an explanation, which is fine, but I think he's he's subtly demanding more. He's subtly demanding that they retract going to the Big Ten. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like almost like a he's got something privately held rather than. Rather than his his ego as a governor, I feel like he he's got money on the inside for his afterlife after governing the state. What's it with just the UC feels Berkeley? Weird. What's with the UC that, Berkeley reference? I'm not sure what that that is. To be honest with you, but I'm also wondering: Does he like being? They're they're probably a public school, 
Right, I get it. So is is that why? Like, but what does it matter to him? Like, the school's still going to be public. Is that like the, nothing? I, I guess I don't understand what, why he's making a big deal about. It. Would Whitmer make a big deal about it? Would our governor say something if exactly if, if Western Michigan jumped ship to somewhere else and left the MAC or like, or I mean, if Michigan State left Big Ten, is that is that a is the, that the, a thing for them to worry the, about? Well, the only thing I can think of is revenue um if they're going to be losing out on uh rivalries let's say between like stanford and ucla or stanford and usc but what they're not missing out on is the big 10 following that's going to be driven into their state as they host those home games yeah and what they're also like yeah people are going to go there they're going to put that on their calendar every single year that is going to be the destination for their big 10 games that's their week when michigan goes to california people are gonna be like we're going to California. I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I would love to do that. Why not? Schedule a vacation in Southern California yeah. where you go to a game and then you do some other stuff the rest of the week. And see, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about the revenue thing, too. I, I would only assume that the revenue is going to increase. Oh, Becoming yeah. a part of the Big Ten. Yeah, what, what, are they, the, what are they saying, like 150 to $200 million per school? It's going to be highly when lucrative. New deal it, it's going to be incredible. And not to mention... If the Big Ten happens to reel in Stanford and Notre Dame, you don't know. If yeah. if that happens, don't you and everyone else want to be a part of what the Big Ten is doing? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. I just don't know why he's making it political. It's very it's, odd, but. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. And we're going to get into more uh, stupid headlines, some some stupid, some great headlines um, moving forward. Here in our in a future segment, but um, I, I did want to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray's new contract, two hundred and thirty million dollars with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, contract mandates four hours of weekly film study. Sources state so this is this is what <laughs> that's weird. This is what I pulled from from an article. According to the contract, Murray will need to study material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game. That's a quote. Murray will receive credit. For completing his film study, according to the contract, however, the addendum states the time that Murray spends in mandatory meetings studying does not count, and that Murray also won't receive credit if he does not personally study the provided material in good faith. So so what that tells Whoa. me is he isn't <laughs> doing his, his homework. On a weekly basis during the season. Why give him a contract then if you don't trust this guy to do his job? That's how messed up the market is, right? It is so weird. Like it is so weird. What is that freaking credit? I don't know mean. what the credit means. What like, does that mean? Credit? I have no idea. He will. He will. Credit means money. Like he will receive <laughs> his money if he spends four hours a week. It blew my mind, and Four I was hours. I you was hear about laughing. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, like <laughs> stuttering film. Yeah, like <laughs> after everybody leaves and everything, and this, these, they're like four. Just give us four just, for the week, just, please. Four, just for one, a week, one That's a day, not even an just hour one, a day, just one a day, and then we'll travel on the fifth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do whatever you want on that hour flight. Like, yeah. don't even use, don't don't use it then. Like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe that. That's a thing. It, it blew my mind, and I was seriously laughing when that report came out, and people were talking about it on the radio. I was just like, this is unbelievable. Like, I And I hope that this isn't a new thing, that people are going to start keeping <laughs> track of who's watching, who's not. And they're like, the fact that he has to, that has to be in a contract, 
is very, very concerning. And you look, go back to the Lions game. Oh, it's telling. And it's like, Lions beat them, right? Yeah. And you got to wonder. You know, well, and, and people were talking about Murray coming to the Lions, like, trade for him, get him, go get him. He's a great, great player to have. No, like, don't. He's an exceptional it, oh talent. Oh, my gosh. He is exceptionally talented, but this this is weird. This is a this is it's a clause sad. in there uh, that yeah, it's embarrassing. As a quarterback of a of a franchise in the NFL, how can you like that they're investing this much money in? How are you not taking your job that seriously? Right. But it, but is this also an out where like words that they use like in good you know. Provided that they study the material in good faith. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, what is so? Does that mean that it's subjective now, and now, uh, you know, he can be blamed for things, even though maybe he's not at fault or it, something? It feels like does a it give the Cardinals an to happen? It, yeah. it feels like it is, and it feels like as soon as they pull the plug on Kingsbury, that that's when yeah, that's he's going to be gone too. And it's just I don't know. It it's just it feels like a relationship ready ready to just. <laughs> blow up in your face. Tigers are making a little push here. Candy's yeah, been hot candy, lately. Yeah, he's got three home runs in the last two days, so keep an Ooh. eye on that. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. Candy's not working here, so I'm just going to go on myself here. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what are we gonna talk about next, Ryan? <laughs> you you want me to take, take over? <laughs> yeah, take over for a second. You're talking to the guy who didn't review the show sheet before we started. Well, Let's get a, into the Lions training camp, um, and uh, start talking about that. What do you think, Micah? Do it. <laughs> yeah, does that sound good to you guys? <laughs> so the team placed defensive lineman uh, Romeo Aquara. Cornerback Jerry Jacobs and rookie defenseman, or uh, sorry, excuse me, defensive lineman Josh Pascal on the physically unable to perform list, and rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams and linebacker Natras Patrick. Is, did I say that right? Natras? Yeah, I think Natras so. Patrick were placed on the non-football injury list. Yeah, so so we want to just kind of go over the line to give a almost like what we typically do for a season preview of the Lions team right now. We, we're going to do that. Jumping into the into the uh, training camp, yeah, right? Yeah, so what, one thing to save on time, I do want to get rid of reception leader, if that's all right with you. Because um, I want to I keep it focused on, on kind of the um, the training camp side, if we can. And I shouldn't have put that in there. Um, but one thing I, I want to start out with, who do you think the surprise rookie is going to be coming out of camp here? Do you have anybody in mind? Because I, I'm going to start, and then it can be yours if you want, but I think Malcolm Rodriguez is, is a very interesting one. So the linebacker, I think they drafted him in the fifth round. Fifth round, is that, is that correct? I think it's even later. I think Was sixth, it later maybe? Than that? Yeah. Okay. Um, but basically, of, uh, the, Oklahoma State. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds right. But I, I just feel like with, with the thin, high-end talent at linebacker, he's the type of guy, and, and it already sounds like there's whispers that people really like him, and he's – above what they even expected as it was. And obviously, rookie camp is one thing. But here we are, like we're sitting here, thin at linebacker, looking for playmakers. A guy that's older, I think he's like 24, a 24-year-old rookie. So he's older, more mature than than like a normal rookie. And here we are, like, I don't know. It, it just feels like it's set up. They're already setting up the the opportunity for him to not only make the team, which I, I think is impressive for a fifth to sixth round pick, whatever he ended up, but 
to potentially become a starter. I think he's like slated second in the out. Is it uh, what linebacker position do they have? The SLB. So is that strong linebackers? Strong side, yeah. 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 Um, behind Chris Board, and I just feel like they're the, that's what the depth chart says currently. They're setting it up for him to maybe have a starting role, but not necessarily. Like he, they're not going to give him the starting role, but they're going to give him an opportunity to get some downs and some crucial downs and and have the opportunity to make plays like you know what I mean and I feel like by the end of training camp preseason he's the one that people are going to be looking at I think there was a running back that that people were talking about seems like there's always a running back people are talking about out out of camp and and preseason but it just feels like it's already setting up that he's going to be the one that people are talking about he's going to be the one that people are going to be like why isn't he getting time why isn't he doing this if he's not you know what I mean I just feel like out of camp this is the one that I'm, I'm interested to see is there another rookie that kind of stands out to you that could kind of fit that mold? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at James Mitchell, tight end. Um, this is a tight end that we drafted, I believe, in the fifth round, um, one round ahead of Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, we didn't get to see what he really was in college. A lot of scouts had him as the number one most talented tight end in college football, and that was a blend between pass receiver and also blocker and just kind of – do it all, pick your poison type of type of athlete. Six three, not huge, but extremely strong. Very very athletic, can move and run and block and do it. Do everything a tight end needs to do. Is is he healthy? That's one thing that I was interested about that heading into camp because he tore his ACL. I want to say it was at the beginning of the season, right? Was it yeah, like it was at one the or week two? Yeah. Um. So that's kind of why he fell to where he did. People believe is that. A concern that might not that he might not even get the chance to shine here in camp. No, you're right, and maybe maybe that's more geared towards my expectation of him getting some time and run on in in the middle of the season. Okay, like more like a um, the the impact that you might see like maybe starting week four to to eight or something okay. like that. Yeah, uh, to, because I really don't believe in Brock Wright. I don't think he's that great of a tight end. He doesn't block super well, um, but he's also not a great route runner either. Yeah. So I think if you're looking for another difference maker behind TJ Hawkinson, especially if there's some sort of injury concern, James Mitchell has an opportunity to step up. Do you think Devin Funches could fall into that, or or is he? He could. He's an, he's a very interesting one to me. That was an interesting signing. Yeah, that that's definitely just like a shot in the dark. They believe in the overall talent and ability of this guy, and maybe they think he hasn't been given the opportunity in the right setting. Okay. Uh, and and we all know that football is definitely about that, about the people around you. Uh, the opportunities you're given, the design of the offense, um, you know that is a big part in the success of positions like tight end or wide receiver, where you're relying on a play being run to you. We saw that with yeah. I mean, like Amon Ross St. Brown last year, people halfway through the season were giving this guy crap for not being a very good wide receiver. Like I, I don't know if everybody remembers that, but we were they were p- people saying that we, were very we threw yeah. yeah we threw the pick away and it wasn't effective enough and then he goes on a tear why because he was part of the offense mm-hmm. they drew plays up for him and he executed the plays as as written in tight ends a position that is even harder to do that because you usually have I mean some people run two tight ends but you have your one that it's designed to go after like like correct me if I'm wrong but he 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 was with the Packers right. Right, right. And then I, I don't remember all that he went. I feel like it was the Steelers maybe. or maybe, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know where all he's been. But when you have Tunyon in the way and, and other tight ends that I think the Packers have had that have been good, 
obviously Funches isn't going to be the one that you design things around. We, it's going to be Tunyon. It's going to be the – I mean, he read, well, he led tight ends and touchdowns, right? Re- respectively, though, we had him signed in as a wideout. Okay. So that that's where but we – that's ha- even harder for him to break r- into the – right? Yeah, yeah, no. So what I saw last year at training camp through him, it, he, he can play anywhere from tight end all the way through – a couple different wideout positions. He's he's talented. He's still got great athleticism. He still has great size. He's huge. He's got a massive wingspan. Yeah, the guy can play anywhere's on that outside right there. I just feel like he's probably not athletic enough to become a wide receiver in this league, especially with the way that the wide receivers are getting even more athletic. And yeah, it's not necessarily that, that's it. it's not necessarily about the length and, and size anymore. And that's where I feel like if he's given a tight end opportunity, like he might still be able to find a way in this league. Now, look, we have Hawkinson. We're go- always going to design plays around Hawkinson. If a tight end's getting the ball, it's going to be Hawkinson. It's going to be right when healthy. All of those things. But in the special then, package, you put him out there with Hawkinson without or with all of your other uh, your your weapons out there. That's a big big problem. Mm. Y- you have you have a guy with size out there. I I understand what you're saying is you're you're not gonna just send someone like him out there just on a physicality basis. Yeah, and expect something magical to happen. It's not gonna happen. No, but again, it's a special package type of guy you send out there with that scheme in mind. And we had a lot of success last year in adding an, uh, another offensive lineman in our running game, adding two tight end sets, and I've heard a lot of buzz about the potential for two tight end sets going into not only training camp but going into the preseason and testing the waters in that area. Yeah, I mean, it, ideally that's what we do, but we didn't have an opportunity to do that last year. That's why they would be the extra offensive lineman, right? Because we would rather bring in two tight ends. But if we're not getting good blocking out of Hawkinson, like I think people were com- not happy about last year, I, I somewhat disagree. I thought he did a decent job when he was healthy. Um, but if you don't have tight ends that can block, that's when you bring in that extra offensive lineman. So it becomes blocking is the key with with the two tight end set, right? Yeah. So um, Hutchinson's an obvious pick for that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the monster. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's not really a surprise though. No, it's, it's kind of a, a I, one thing that I am really excited to watch. Oh no, I'll save that. I'll save that later because I have that on the sheet. But um, I do have a two to three year, two or three year, second or third year guy that you think is going to break out in training camp in preseason that, that people are going to be really, really excited I, about. I love the guy you have here, so, so I want go, you to go, start. No, I would rather you go with it. You, you just go with it, and we'll just run with that. Yeah, Levi, Onwuzurike, uh, second-round pick last year. This is this is a guy that you know Brad Holmes believed could be a difference maker on the inside. And so he wanted to build the core of this team from the inside out, so they invested in the offensive lineman, and then the first defensive lineman that he took was a tackle – that had the ability to rush the passer, be violent with his hands, and get to the quarterback and make a difference. Shoot gaps. And and I believe, you know, our defense is moving from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3. That's allowing some of these types of guys like Levi to shoot the gap a little bit more, yeah. make a difference based on his, his athleticism, his quickness, his hand movement. Uh, I, he's, he's going to be allowed to do what he does best. And for the people that don't know, he is a – Interior defensive lineman that will get to the quarterback. He's he was an end slash tackle that they thought would be fit better with the tackle with his, his extra size. Now yes. I've also heard that he's lost a lot of weight, 
got, gotten into more athleticism shape is, is what I'm hearing. Um, I don't know if that hurts the fact that, like, hurts him in the um, – in the strength like area in, or something? Yeah, or, or something like that. It doesn't sound like they're it's concerned his, about it. Yeah, I think that's what you want to see. More athleticism Absolutely. inside. It seems like it's the right way to go. And, look, I'm not going to compare him to Aaron Donald, but that's what we're trying to make him is a potential Aaron Donald that causes so much mayhem in the middle. Makes, Maybe he's not the one getting the tackles, makes but everybody he's, he makes better. everybody better. And he's going to make our DEs better. Now, I, I, I believe that they're – hoping our defensive ends will make him better and maybe be able to be that Aaron Donald while he's putting up numbers too. Um, and but I don't care. What's that? I don't care where it comes from. I don't care. Just put, get to the quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean? If Hutch is doing it and if Levi's doing it, if they're going back and forth, like that's that's the recipe for success, doing it at both areas. Um, you never know where to throw the double team. You know, that's that's exactly what offenses don't want to see. Did he want to talk reception leaders, or should I, was I right to move on from that? Yeah, let's move on from All that. Right, that, that can be a good one for for our uh, regular season preview, right? I, I also think, um, um, sorry, uh, blank on his name, linebacker, middle linebacker from last year, Derek Barnes. Yeah, I think Derek Barnes. If I'm going to choose another opportunity for second or third year player breakout, I think Derek Barnes has an opportunity to command this defense and to be a difference maker on the inside. Now, I don't know. I I have yet to see his athleticism. And how fast he can he can play in space, um, but with a four three, it gives a little bit more of an opportunity for him to stick around there in the middle a little bit more, uh, and maybe not get exposed for his weaknesses. So I think we can hide him a little bit. Uh, not that that's what you want, but he's exceptionally physical and, and matched up with the the combination of linebackers they have. I think he's going to be all right. So who is a surprise? Potential cut candidate for you. I had one. Hlody Vitae, our, our uh, right guard. But I heard he restructured his deal, and it seems like they're they're really happy with him. And I think that's a good thing. It's a great thing actually because if you can have Decker in left tackle, <laughs> Penisula right tackle, uh, Jonah Jackson left guard had a great year. Oh yeah. Ragnall in the middle, and then a veteran like Vitae, big old dude. Like, come on. Like, that is a big m- human. Vitae and had a he really had a good year. He had a very good year. Yeah. Against some very high-end talent. Like, obviously he didn't shut down um, <laughs> Aaron Donald. Nobody can shut down Aaron Donald. But he did a really good job against them when they were lined up against each other. Also, his run blocking. Vitae is an elite run blocker. He's very good at pulling, too. Yeah. I love that side of him. He is. And he's huge. So Big, big man. You get in the way and you get a running back that can just choose one side or the other, that makes a difference just right there, just being that big of a human. Um, Underrated. I I think he's a really good offensive lineman. I like that. So I I do have a couple. Uh, Unless you want want to go first? No, go ahead. I was going to go with Alex Anzalone. And I know it's a weird one because they gave him a new deal. One year, I think it was a one-year deal, right? And it was interesting, but it felt like it was already set up to be kind of the, the waiting game with him. It's like, yeah, we're going to bring him in so we're not deeply thin at linebacker. But like I brought up with Malcolm Rodriguez, we also have some other guys that, that can come in at linebacker and, and make some noise. And I don't think he's going to get cut, but I, I also could see him getting cut just for the fact that the way that the 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 Lions treat him, the the reason why they brought him back, the reason why they're paying him, and he's only one point seven five million dollar cut candidate, so it's not going to like kill our cap by any means. It just feels like it was set up to be like, hey, come make this team 
better unless somebody's there to take it. So if someone like Malcolm Rodriguez comes up and is like, hey, I'm NFL ready, I can play. Derek Barnes has a huge step in, in the offseason and in training camp and preseason that you can throw them those guys to the Wolves. You can cut a guy like Anzalone. And I feel like he's the type of player that they'll be like, we're going to cut you because we think you're valuable enough to go play somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's a great problem to have if you cut a guy like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, now, do I expect it? No. But I just feel like that's the that's the name to keep an eye on because if linebackers can can show their depth more than what all of us think they are, that's a guy that you can move on from. And, I again, like the way the Lions would be like, hey, we're going to cut you so you can go find a new job type thing to get that playing time. They do that to a lot. To continue yourself. Yeah. You'll cut the, the third best linebacker because you think your fourth isn't that much worse and let this guy go play. Yeah. Let this guy show that he's still got a place in this league. It just seems like a It's like they do it, right by their players. A decent match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, that's a good way to, to say it. Um I, I I would say mine for uh cut candidate would I don't know how popular this is or not, but I would actually say Tim Boyle, backup quarterback. That's actually yeah, that's a good point. Second on the so depth chart. So you think chart. Boyle over Blau would be cut? Yeah, I think there's a real real uh opportunity for David Blau here because Tim Boyle just hasn't shown anything. He was disappointing. Yeah, and Blau, I feel like at least has showed some spurts within the the preseason, mm-hmm. um, and being able to move the ball down the field and being exciting and move it and, and the way he can like run around. Tim Boyle uh, to me is just like a flatliner. He doesn't do anything for me. I don't, I don't know. There, like I get he's got a pretty strong arm and he's got like some characteristics of a, that a starter might have, but I don't see his ability to to process the field at all or make a difference or make a play on his own make anything happen with an offense i I just didn't see it last year at all so i think david blau has an opportunity to take that backup position and and i really don't think there's a need need to have three yeah yeah in this in this league well in this yeah this in this quarterback quarterback with this team yeah so so if we lose if we lose Jared Goff and we're down to our backup, okay, go sign some random guy. Like <laughs> yeah. at this point, this is now we're thinking about getting the, the number one overall pick and what quarterback is next. Yeah, exactly. So this is not a lose, a lose lose situation. Like there's a win in here somewhere. Huge. So win. just hold on to two. Yep, I agree. Um, another one that I thought was was interesting was the the way that this wide receiver room is starting to develop. It became a logjam, kind of like I talked about with the Red Wings in in the the forward room. Like it just it's being created to, into a logjam, and it was very thin. And now here you are. I mean, and, and and it feels like Cephas or Benson will will be cut. And there's probably another wide receiver name in there that will be cut as well. I didn't think I, I just went with these two names because Cephas I want to say was a third round pick that I, I from the original or the previous regime. Cephas was like a fifth round pick, I think. Was he really? Yeah, I thought he was earlier than that. So that's my bad. Um, but. It just seems like one of those guys will be cut, and obviously the Benson was was uh, traded for. We gave him uh, Denver a fifth round pick. I think Tom, last Tom year. Kennedy might be on there that list. Yeah, too. I mean that's all possible. I, I just feel like one of those two guys will eventually be cut, and I'm I'm curious which one you'd be like okay with, because it feels like you wasted a draft pick or you wasted a trade, and and a draft pick. And the way I look at it is Cephas was the original the previous regime. Benson was the draft pick that you tr- that this regime traded to to bring in and has done absolutely nothing. I was so disappointed in Trinity Benson last year. Oh my gosh, it was embarrassing how but, bad he was. But Quintez Cephas have at least seen something. Yeah, and I thought last year before he got hurt, he 
showed some signs to he being stepped out. I don't want to say a number one. He looked way more athletic last year than he did the in his rookie year, and he. he I just remember hating on him heading into last year because he looked so unathletic, even on his touchdown. Just slow. Like, he just looks slow and lost. He looks yeah. lost. He yeah. doesn't look like an NFL wide receiver. I, th- I think what Cephas Outside does, of looking like a wide receiver. Well, well you know? I think, I think what the difference might be, too, like we're looking at DJ Chark now. We're looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. None of these guys are like Cephas. So he's almost like adding a layer of depth to our wide receiver group that we don't have otherwise, which is more of like a solid route runner and a, a contested catch guy. That was an incredible catch. Incredible catch. How did he just do that for the first out in the bottom of the oh, ninth inning? That sucks. I know it was going to be a foul ball, but, man, that's a, that's a free out right that's there. That's a free out. Holy cow. Okay, sorry. I don't know where we left off. I just want to watch this again. <laughs> that was oh, all That out. hit like the fingers, too. Yeah. <laughs> the four fingers. Sorry, this is awful, awful podcasting. But <laughs> that was wow. a terrible dive too. But he, but he was afraid of hitting the side. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna run into the no, side but, wall. No, I, I just feel like one of those two guys are are going to be gone. Um, and then last little topic for the Lions. Then I wanted to get into a little list here. Um, outside of our crazy football coach, we have in Detroit. I have a feeling Hard Knocks is going to dip their toe in the storytelling of how bad this organization has been. I feel like. We're all looking forward to the getting in the inside look of, of this organization, and I feel like we're just going to be told a story of how brutal it has been. And I've, I, you know what I mean? Like it's all set up for them to just start talking same old lines. And I mean, you, you've heard Campbell, and this sorry, I didn't introduce this next hard knock storylines is what I wanted to get into. I think it starts in a couple weeks, um, but like. What do you think the the storylines will be? Is basically what I want to get at. I I talked to. I think the focus is going to be Dan Campbell. They're going to make him look out look to be a, a complete character. I feel like, and that's fine. I think he's going to kind of play into it because I I feel like he's kind of playing that purposefully. But at uh, on the back end, he's very. I don't know. I think he's smarter than he's he's saying. And I was talking to our, one of my uh, guys that I coach with at hockey, Blake, listener of the show. Thanks for listening, buddy. Um. He was talking about how he's just like, he's probably smarter than what he puts out. But he's also like afraid of how dumb he might be too. And I feel like this is a game that Lions fans are playing with themselves with him. It's like, I don't know what to think. He can't be that, what's the, what's the, what's the word? Meatheady. And he has to be smart, right? <laughs> like it can't be airheaded. It can't be airheaded but I was going to be like meathead. Well, like, meathead, yeah. Meathead, like, <laughs> I don't know. But I, but then I was just thinking about it and the way that he's already playing into the same old Lions and saying that they're adopting that mantra, it feels like that's going to be a huge story. I don't think I, – I I'm not sure I agree with that at all, actually. I think that there's enough uh, positive going on in the organization right now that they can have plenty of storylines to latch on to. Yeah. I think we have, for the first time, we have involvement and engagement from the ownership. I think we have um, the support of a guy like Brad Holmes, you know, from ownership, but also just allowing Brad Holmes to, to do what he does best, which is draft and like, you know, create this roster and overhaul what he, what we've been missing for a long time. We haven't seen this kind of um, <laughs> regime. Yeah, like the way that he's keeping everybody involved. He he's adding 
input. He's getting input and and like collaborating with everybody around him. And I think that that this is probably going to be a talking point with how the organization is being run lately. And I think the excitement and opportunities that these young guys have to change something. And so I think there really is excitement in the city over this team right now, not expecting us to make the playoffs or put, make a, a big push right now, but we've appreciated how this rebuild has gone. We haven't rushed the process. Yeah. I think by the end of Hard Knocks, the Lions will be one of the nation's favorite teams. I think so too. I, I really think that's going to happen. I agree. I agree with you. And it's going to kind of it's going to kind of suck for. because it's going to be like, "Oh, the cute little Lions. I like the cute little Lions." You know what I mean? I feel like that's what it's going to be. And I'm not going to like that, but at the same time I'm going to kind of like it because people are going to talk about them. Heck yeah, there's a storyline. I'm going to love it too. It's going to be interesting. People are going to we're going to get more highlights than we normally do, yeah. right? Yeah. Mike, have you ever watched Hard Knocks? Cuz I personally haven't. No, I don't watch Hard Knocks. I I watch How the one on that? Amazon. I know, like I should love that. Like I should jump into it and like that's that's right up my alley of, of digging into the sports and like seeing a side that you'd never yeah, see. Yeah, pay five ninety nine a month for three months to to like check this thing out. That like why don't we always do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just watch the stuff on Amazon. They have all or nothing. It's like the same thing. They do. Sports all across. They do NFL. They do college. They do I bet, NHL. I bet Lions will be all or nothing next year. I bet. You, I really think this time next year people are going to be talking about the Lions. Not necessarily to win a Super Bowl by any means, but to make make some noise and make a run. If not this year. Oh boy. <laughs> no, oh but boy. <laughs> we just need a quarterback. <laughs> That's what we're getting into next. Is there. some QB tiers. So I found an article. Uh, it was NFL quarterback tiers of 2022, Mike Sando from The Athletic. Um, so he broke down into five different tiers. What I want to do is read the tiers to you guys, and you tell me where you think people fit. And then we'll start with, I don't know, I, I don't know where we're going to start yet, but tier one. A tier one quarterback can carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. He expertly handles pure passing situations. Got to define it. He has no real holes in his game so Patrick Mahomes who all do you think fits in tier one Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers uh Josh Allen I don't think Josh Allen's there yet I oh, wait hold, hold on how many tiers are there you have you, there you are gotta five tiers Josh Allen's not there yeah he is tier one no yeah 100 percent all right, Jarrett just commented his tier one would be Mahomes, Brady, and Rodgers. If I told you so there I think were that's about where it is for me. Six what? in tier one. They're gonna say Russell Wilson. People love freaking Russell Wilson. They yeah. do. I don't get it, but is he on there? No. All right. Oh man. So you were right with Aaron Rodgers. Wait, hold on, hold on. Mahomes and is Brady. Stafford on that? Okay, then then they're gonna have to put Josh Allen in there then. If Josh Allen's six. on there. And then there's five and six. Oh, oh, that is the top four as well, right? That or, is the top four. Okay, yep. so Stafford might be on there. Who name some other big quarterbacks? I mean, well, I'm not going to. Russell uh, Wilson is way. not on that list. Well, you you would have to think of Russell Wilson. You would have to think of David or uh, Derek Carr. Um, no, no way, Derek Carr. Well, I'm just naming quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> All right. Would they actually do that? Is this a bad you guys, you guys oh, ready for It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, what's his freak? Uh, Bengals. Bengals quarterback. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's on there in Stafford. Those are my two. You cannot He's put Burrow in that elite. He no. is tier one, so at number six. But there's somebody ahead of him that I think is so. It's not Stafford. 
terrible. I don't think he's terrible. I think it's he's very good. Lamar Jackson. Right, no. Justin Herbert, ahead of oh, Joe Burrow. This is what they say. Too. Herbert joins a short list of quarterbacks to reach Tier no. 1 before age of 25, Mahomes, Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson. Did it after leading <laughs> their teams to the postseason and winning their um, winning there. Herbert pulled it off with a career 15-17 and 17 record as a starter and no postseason appearances. This was a quote. Man, I was so impressed with him live. An offensive coach said he was he has a chance to do something special. He's the best pure thrower of the three young guys, Herbert Allen Burrow. Didn't realize he was this athletic. One of our sh- our studs was chasing him down and he got around him and was laughing at him the whole time. The competitive spirit, the athletic ability, I was freak I was saw a freaking stud in our game. Okay. That defies the the definition that you stated earlier with I know. make your team I agree win. with that. I agree completely. That I mean like okay, so Jarrett had it. He had Allen, Herbert, Herbert and, and Burrow. Burrow. Those were the final three. So yeah, I mean I thought of Herbert, but so, I said no way based on the definition, based on yeah, the winning no, for your team no matter what. And then he had Joe Burrow in here at six. Burrow has started twenty six regular season games and four in the playoffs. He had he has made it through one season healthy. He also quarterbacked the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl in Vegas, blah blah blah. Um, win total at six and a half in Vegas, fifth lowest in the league. Voters love how he plays. Burrow is a young Tom Brady, said a GM who placed Allen and Burrow in the top tier, but not Herbert. I think Herbert has shown he can do it in doses. Burrow is a step ahead. I think his mind is a lot quicker than Herbert's. Burrow wins with his brain, and he has had he has had to because he plays behind probably the worst offensive line ever in to go to a Super Bowl. I think that is actually spot on the way he described the Burrow. Herbert comparison. Look, yep. I think I think Herbert could have a very very good long career. I do. Herbert is a he's the stud. next Josh Allen, yes. in my opinion. And Josh Allen, I'm not sure deserved to be a tier one. I no. I agree with the with the one that Jarrett said. Mahomes, Brady, and Rodgers are the only ones that should be in top tier three. No, Allen is tier, top tier one for me. Allen, the dude does not one. miss a throw. He is incredible. Yeah. All right, getting into Tier 2. Here's the definition. Tier 2. A Tier 2 quarterback can carry his team sometimes, but not as consistently. He can handle pure passing situations and doses and or possesses other dimensions that are special enough to elevate him above Tier 3. He has a hole or two in his game. Number 7, Matthew Stafford. I obviously would have loved to see him in Tier 1. I get why he's not, but I think based on what we saw last year, he deserves to be right up there with or or ahead of Herbert and Burrow based on the definition that they gave of what a Tier 1 quarterback is. Now, right. nobody's giving Stafford the credit because, oh, you had Cooper Cup, you had this, you had that. Tigers just tied it up. Let's go. Um, but look at, freaking how, missed it. look at how good that went. Green did it too, which is awesome. Um, look at how good it went. I... I think it's a slight at Stafford. I don't need to go down that that road right now. Um, but if I say that there are, all right, let me go. Let me see how many other quarterbacks are in tier two. You got so seven was Stafford. You got eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, That's thirteen, Wilson. and fourteen. Holy cow! Okay, are all tier two quarterbacks. So you're right with Russell Wilson. Wilson, Carr. Yep. Uh, Carr is Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yep. And then yep, he's ten. Um, uh, ooh. Oh. You say Watson? Would, would, would they put Deshaun Garoppolo Watson. at Deshaun the tail Watson. end of this? Garoppolo's not, no. There's no way. All right, so you got Wilson, Watson, Jackson, 
car. You're missing three. And this is, this, is, this is where I get mad that Stafford is in the same category as these next three. Yeah, Tannehill might be Put there. Dak Prescott. Oh, oh, yeah, I should have yeah. known that. I should have known that. Kyler Murray. Kirk yeah. Cousins? Matt Don't. Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. I think Matt Ryan's well, going to have a year. I, I, I think really he might, do. too. I think I, that might one's going to be a very interesting story, I think, this this year. Those are two out knock, too. I wish, awesome. I, could, I wish I could, like pull that information just quarterbacks in general into my brain quicker for these guys i love these conversations i love quarterback like conversations. ranking conversations but yeah. i can never think of quarterbacks yeah so then I'm like, i should i should have provided what are the next you guys. teams Sorry. no it's okay. going okay. through cities yeah in just, your head. yes exactly yeah. that's what yep. i'm doing yeah <laughs> going through divisions right. so a tier three quarterback is a like, legitimate like starter but needs a heavier running game and or defense Defensive component to win Tannehill's a lower obvious. volume drop yep. back a lower volume drop back court passing offense suits him best. You got fifteen through twenty four. So what is that? You said there's six tiers. Five. Five. So tiers. you got ten. Is that ten? Ten. Ten names here. Oh my gosh. Okay, Tannehill obviously. First of all, do you guys think Goff fits in this category, or do you think he'll even fall into tier? Four? I think if he has a good year this year, he could be Where in do you tier think three. He's at but right here, right now, uh, tier four. You think he'll be tier four? Yeah, okay. I do. What do you think? Um, I think Probably uh, tier five. I think Cousins. I think Cousins could have. He's teetering. potentially been tier two, in my opinion. He has his moments, but he's so inconsistent on at other points too. I mm-hmm. I get. I think, I think he's, he's be like right at that two to three. I'm very zone. interested to see what he's going to do with a coach that he likes. I like the Mac Jones thing. Mac, I, Jones? Mac Jones has to be on there. All right. So we we already talked Kirk Cousins. He's in there. Tannehill. Mac Jones is in there. Tannehill. Tannehill's in there. Garoppolo's got to be in there. Garoppolo's in there at 16. Um, oh, Trevor Lawrence. <coughs> Trevor Lawrence is in there at 23. Whoa. Good. Yeah. good That's a good pull. There. That's a good pull. Um. So uh, this has got to be this has got to be uh, Browns quarterback. Um, not l- no longer Browns quarterback. No longer Browns quarterback. Baker Mayfield is in there. Yep, Baker Mayfield. Jalen Hurts at twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Nope. So I'm, I'm gonna, we've named all these ones. So we got Kirk Cousins at fifteen, Glop- Garoppolo at sixteen, what about Washington, Tannehill at seventeen, Mac Jones at eighteen, Baker Mayfield at nineteen, Jalen Hurts at twenty. Who's Washington's quarterback? Is that Carson Wentz? Yeah, Carson Wentz. He's twenty-one. Okay. So you got oh, really. So there's 22. You got Trevor Lawrence at 23. So you're missing 22 and 24. 24. Jameis Winston. Whoa. What? Shocking, right? He does not deserve to be in in that, I don't think. Okay, hang on. Do they have Taysom Hill on the list anywhere? No, not even on the list. (laughs) I I I was just wondering. That's like that drop. No. <laughs> Please no, <laughs> no God no. Yeah, <laughs> um, I did want to pull something up here. Sorry, but all right, at twenty two, Jared Goff. So tier three, wow. he made oh. it into tier three. Okay. I wanted to pull up what they re- said about him. And I, I'm sorry, I should have had this ready. I, I thought I put it on here, um, but while while we do that, um, I'm gonna read what they say a tier four quarterback is. Actually, I don't I don't want to get into that. Yeah. So well, let's just, I'll, I'll read it and I'll just tell you the names. We don't need to keep doing what, what we're for, doing for number four. Yeah, I uh, mean, like, uh, what's his name? The Dolphins quarterback has to be in there. Lefty Tua, Tua. Tua's got to be there. Um, Justin prob- Fields, probably Justin Fields. Yeah, 
If yep. he's in, yeah, the I mean last it's it's pretty much every every other team. So or every other player. So tier, a tier four quarterback could be an unproven player, not enough information for voters to classify, or a veteran who ideally would not start all seventeen games. So twenty five through thirty four. I'll, I'll go through those. Justin Fields, Tua, Davis Mills at twenty seven, Zach Wilson at twenty eight, pretty good actually. Trey Lance at twenty nine. Yep. Daniel Jones at thirty. Okay. How do you put Trey Lance above? Daniel Jones. Stupid. Hype. Like, weird. Marcus Mariota. Another guy. How do you put Trey Lance above Marcus Mariota? I, I don't he know. Can, he can run. <laughs> Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke. And then Tier 5, the only one in Tier 5 is... Kenny Pickett. Geno Smith. Dang it. Good try, though. I like Geno Smith. I, I do want to pull up what they said about golf real quick. Sorry, but if you guys want to talk about that for a second... Yeah, we have you all the time in the world, though, right? I actually, we're moving along pretty quick. I, I would say we're doing pretty good. Are we? We're, yeah. I mean, yeah. relative. Yeah, relatively okay. I mean, I don't know. Did I, Soto just so hit guys, the first batter? Yep, he sure did. Ooh, right in the ribs. Good. Must hurt. Then we can get a double play. Is I mean, I wonder why more people don't do that. <laughs> just walk or hit a guy. I don't care. Like, I would say <laughs> intentionally walk and put a guy out. <laughs> hit him. Screw it. Make it hurt. <laughs> So, like, one name that I thought will probably jump really quickly is Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to win the job in Carolina. I don't think Carolina has a lot of weapons, but I'm just shocked how f- quickly he's fallen off. He's fallen off, and I feel like he's he's if I just think he could jump. Quick. He's one people, of those guys people that forget you, how good he actually was. Yes, he's one of those yep. guys. You put him in a really good situation, he could flourish. Yep. And just because he had talent around him with the Browns doesn't mean he's he was in a good situation. All uh, right, so th- I did find what they said here. I think it's more of Goff's ability to not lose the game than to win the game that makes him a three. A quarterback's coach said, "Wow, that was awful to be read, but." Not, I mean, it's okay. Expected, right? Um, he gives Detroit a chance to win, even though he just checks the ball down and allows the defense to do what they do with Aaron Glenn and company. Yeah, the best. They're the worst defense in the history of <laughs> stats, pretty much. Um, ah, shoot, didn't get. The, oh my gosh, he didn't get any outs. Did he tag him? I don't think so. Um, this is a quote here. It was third and eight. They were running the ball. This coach said that was so bad. Now it helped them get it tie. Pittsburgh turned it over twice in overtime on Detroit's side of the field. You can say what you want. They did not trust the guy. They did not trust that guy because he was not very good. Goff picked in Tier 2 after reaching a Super Bowl where the Rams. His stock has fallen every year since. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with a 3 because he's been to the Super Bowl, but he needs the heavy run game and defense, a head coach said. That's what they said about about golf. And do we want to get in more? Of that no, I didn't. I didn't listen to anything. Cool. So. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. What are we on next, guys? Yeah, what do you want to do? We we have we've got uh, shred it or save it. College football oh, yeah. edition. Is this something you want to do today, or you want to save it? No, we're doing it. You want to shred <laughs> it? You're saying, okay, we're doing it. This I is. I, I gotta grab the hat with the headlines. Okay, this is the problem with the segment, though. Shred it or save it. In this instance, what do we do? Shred it, get rid of it, or and save never bring it, it or up again? save it for next week. 
Both uh, both no, 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 we're not no. talking about it. It's like it's like uh not understanding this. I'm sorry. It's like red sorry. light, green light almost. Like we're doing all right. We're only at hour twenty seven. Yeah, we're actually doing pretty good. Like, yeah. like we're taking hot takes or opinions and we're either agreeing with them or disagreeing with them. Dude, red light, green light. What's right? the what's the show that the um Japanese show? I don't think it was Wipe Japanese. Out? I think it was Korean or Korea. Oh, you're right. It was Korean. Yeah. Yeah, what what is that? Um, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You MXC? died. I've never watched it. You didn't watch Did it? Did you watch it? Oh, yeah, of course. Did you watch what, it? What are you talking about? What is that Red show light, called? Red Light, Green Light. Yeah, what is it? Jared, what's that so- show called? <laughs> I know you're going to know. My favorite, like one of my favorite YouTubers did did the remake oh, of it the, or whatever. the Beast? The Mr. Beast? Mr. Beast did it, yeah. I love Mr. Beast. Yeah. I really like him. The, I know he's, he's, so he's like good. controversial and people are like, sorry. I don't know why. You know? I love it. Yeah, I don't. I think he's, it's hilarious. It's great content. All right, so what show is that called? Yeah, somebody. That's going to drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> Something squid, games. Squid games. Squid games. Yep. All right. <laughs> Anyways, Micah, this was a great idea. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, this man. This was your segment. Um, so what we do is we have all these these random college football headlines, hot slash hot takes ready to go. We're going to pull them <laughs> out of the hat. We're either going to shred them or we're going to save them. Perfect. And we'll save them for another time. <laughs> Micah said wipe out. Sorry, that's hilarious. Jared's like, <laughs> not, not wipe out, Micah. Micah. Did he say wipe out? <laughs> yeah, he's I like, did. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have been talking well, about. Remember what wipe out was, was built after, though? Remember that, that sh- Korean show? MXC? Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh, that show was amazing. Yeah, that was good. Those commentators, and they, like, changed them to, like, <laughs> is that? Oh, I missed <laughs> it. Man, you guys already talked about this? No. Or they, they would be talking in, like, Chinese or Japanese, but they would, or they'd Korean be doing enough. this, but they'd be saying something <laughs> yeah, like in English. Funniest things yeah. ever. Yeah, it was so funny. It was, it was comedy routine. It, it was, was so good. All right, what was the first one there, Micah? All right, so first one is from James Parks of Fan Nation. Texas wins the first Big Twelve since two thousand nine. He just hit another batter to put in a run. Wonderful. All right, so they win their first. Big 12 title since 2009. So that's basically basing it off of Oklahoma, not like a down year. They lost some recruits that moved right. over to um, USC uh, with uh, Lincoln Riley. Now, I feel like it's – I feel like it's a shred it personally. Really? Because how many times have we been told that Texas. Texas is back. Texas is back. They're going to win it this time, and it's it's their year and stuff like that. I just feel like it's, it's an old take. It's a – I don't know. It just feels well, – you know what? You better win it before you move on because then you ain't winning nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. So they have, what, two more years in the conference? Or is, the, is this their final year, and then they got kicked out before they joined the SEC in a couple years, right? Uh, I thought they had two years left officially in the Big 12. And then they moved. And then, I could be wrong. And, and, I don't know. And Jarrett just mentioned Baylor. Like we got to bring up Baylor. They're they're better than Texas, right? They've they've been better than Texas. Yeah. What is Texas? Why should I buy into Texas? Is it all because of their their quarterback? Who's their quarterback these days? Well, they got Arch Manning coming in. You know, not they this got year. Arch though. Manning coming in. Not this year though. No, not this year. Uh, it's Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So I mean, look, I personally would shred it. But I get it. I, I don't think it's that outlandish to say that they're going to because of the step back that Oklahoma could take. But I also think sure. Baylor's okay, I, ahead I, of them as well. I get that. It, and I get Baylor's ahead of them too. 
What, I mean, did Baylor lose anyone? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not on the Baylor fan. Yeah. Train. I mean, maybe Jared is. I don't know. But I think Texas you know is on a prove it deal right now. Like, how how hyped can you get for them year I, after year with I'll, them just underperforming? I'll buy into it. I'll save you're gonna, it. You're gonna save it. Yeah. I'm gonna shred it. I'm gonna shred it. Okay. Shred it. Shredded. Oh, I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Ryan, you it draw had it. had to refocus. <laughs> it did have to refocus. <laughs> I hit it, though. It was awesome. Shout Whoa. Out. All right, here we go. It's a big one. It is a big one. Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports. Utah wins the Pac-12, reaches college football playoff. Who's in the Pac-12? <laughs> that is, that's a good Utah question. wins the Pac-12. I feel like their schedule sets up pretty well. Like it's not. I mean, they, they obviously got to get back by Oregon, right? Do you have their schedule on there? Yeah, I've got the schedule right here, actually. So they start off the year at Florida. That's going to be a challenging first game. Yeah, they're going to walk on Florida. They should win. <laughs> no, Anyways, no, they should, win. they should so, win. So at Florida versus Southern Utah, win versus San Diego State. We'll see. Uh, at Arizona State against Oregon State, UCLA, UC, at UCLA, uh, home against USC, at Washington State versus Arizona versus Stanford at Oregon Colorado. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, challenging no. games in there. Okay. So you think shred it? I'm gonna shred that all day long. I'm gonna shred it too. They're, what, they're what, not what's come holding close. you back there? What's holding you back? USC. Ab- absolutely. USC at home. Oregon. I think Oregon's the one to watch out for. Brady Hoke at San Diego State. Well, yeah. Stanford, Arizona, <laughs> Washington State. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Uh, no, I'm going to shred it. I'm shredding it too. Yeah. Pac-12 just doesn't have it. They, I agree. How many years in a row do we have to see them fail to reach the and, college and football playoff? And what was playoff? what was the actual take? It was win and make the college. Wins football. the Pac-12 and reaches the college football. I just don't oh, see it. No, they would have to go no. undefeated. They could win the Pac-12. In fact, I think they're they might be favorites to do so. But to reach the college football playoff with in the Pac-12 the way it is right now, no, I'm yeah. not buying. Jarrett says not happening. Florida gonna beat them first game. They could. Of the year, go Gators, and then he said shred it. Uh, Kerry said save it. Sounds fun. Okay. Which means a Big Ten team won't get in. That's kind of the way I look at it, right? Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's potentially yeah, good it. good luck. All right, I got, a, I got a nice short one here. Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. Notre Dame would remain in, or will remain independent if it can earn at least $75 million annually in media rights revenue from the current broadcast partner, NBC, the Fighting Irish deal with the network is set to expire in 2025. Now, basically saying if they can get 75 million in their deal, they're going to stay independent. I think that's a load of crap. I don't see how they do it past 2025. If they take 75 million dollars deal with NBC over the 150 to 200 million they can get, yep. every Big 10 school is going to get, they would be Stupid. It would be a, look, a terrible business decision. I don't see how they're going to do it. And I think the way that the league is going, and it has everything to do with, like, are they going to be able to stay independent and make the college football playoff? I think they're going to set it up for the, I think they're, they have to say no, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be, that's going to be hard with the committee. Will the committee make an omit for one team? I just, yeah, I don't know. You know, like okay, if there is what, one team, it would be them. Well, well, right, right. But what are the rest of the independents going to do? What's BYU going to do? Yeah, I mean that's another you know, one. You know, yeah. I, 
not not to, not to say that they're going to contend for the playoff, but what are they going to do? And if they're going to join a conference, are you going to literally let Notre Dame sit out there on an island and just keep letting them just kind of dictate it's, it's, what they want to it's do? Not up, it's not up to them, though. It, it's up to Notre Dame and how good they play against whatever competition they want to. Right. right? That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You're going to let them dictate – Every nook yes. and cranny of yes, every they move. will because of popular opinion. It's, yes, it's I, I, I'm going to save it. I think You're Notre Dame that. could. Yeah, they could stay independent. They could. They, I feel like they, if anybody's going to do this and feel out the next couple of years and see how the landscape ends up. Well, it, I mean, it this is 2025 them. though, so that's when it expires. It feels like that's kind of that deadline. They they right. could easily decide that what they're doing is effective. And do something on their own, and make a, a TV deal on their own, or whatever. Yeah, I just, I just don't see how how it's possible. I really don't. And in 2025, there's going to be, it's going to even go crazy. Like it just seems so far away that they're going to be forced, in my opinion. So I personally, I get that they. I don't I get think, both sides. Okay, I really so do. I think if there's a greater than 50 percent chance they join a conference by then, you would say 51 percent. Your 51 percent would go to joining a conference. Absolutely, it would. Yes, that's more likely in my my position. But I could see it happening the other way. I could see a route where they're not going to be strong armed into anything, and like they haven't been for how many decades? Carrie saying shred it, shred it, shred it. Jarrett said they don't need to join a. They don't need to go to a conference. They should, and I would love it, but they don't need to. It's possible if they can make bank. Off the media, they could do well, one deal they make, independently. They will make more money just joining the Big Ten and becoming an, another piece. But they of the might pie. shop around. Huh. Put it this way: I'm going to shred it, and if the Big Ten commissioner, what Kevin Warren? Yep. So it, is it still him? I don't even know. I feel like they changed. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I it's him. Is it? So if he reels in Stanford and then locks Notre Dame out of playing those games, Holy smokes kiss that goodbye forever you know tigers, what i mean tigers just gave up their first hit since a leadoff fifth inning single Jeez. well they had two hits before but that was hit batters <laughs> from soto no i down three in the ten. i'm gonna shred it i'm gonna shred it i just don't see how they get away with it i really i really nope. don't but all right we, let's try to move a little quicker here i think we're doing all right though and maybe we'll just yeah. get rid of the draft oh yeah let's get rid of the draft yeah we don't need to do this that. nobody cares hilarious. about that okay. okay what is this one clark lee from vanderbilt university f- head football coach in due time vanderbilt football will be the best program in the country <laughs> all right time to put the shutter yeah. up okay when i first heard that my first thought was <laughs> the second Come that on, they man. become like let's say they have a winning season for the first time in this like century, <laughs> like they would, he will jump ship quicker than anybody. Like Vanderbilt is a stepping stone. Maybe if you're good, in, like if you're any good, like what? What did James Franklin do at Vanderbilt? It wasn't that special, and he jumped ship so quick. This guy's gonna do the same freaking thing. I think I don't know how. Un- that's the most ungenuine quote I've ever disingenuous. heard. Disingenuous. Disingenuous? Whatever, same thing. Yeah, I think... Um, ungenuous. I, th- I think the the Vanderbilt... <laughs> I, <like ungenuous. laughs> I think the Vanderbilt baseball team probably has a better football team than the <laughs> football team. <laughs> Do you think their baseball team definitely laughed better, at that? Definitely better quarterbacks, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's an easy shred. Ryan, you want to draw the next one here? Yeah, I got the next one. Let's All right. see. All right. Um, Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports. 
says Michigan State finishes fourth in the Big Ten East. Michigan State? Michigan State. In the Big Ten East, really. So, obviously putting Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State above, right? That would be logic? That would be the the logical thing. Yeah, I mean, I know it's on... Look, I don't know if we're allowed to say this as Michigan fans, but... Yeah, they were they were finished what tied for second last year. Yeah, but they Ele- were eleven win season. But they last were year. a bad call against Michigan to lose in that game. But at the same time, like they should have beat Purdue and been in the Big Ten championship and done what Michigan did. So like it's such a hard game to play. But when you lose a guy like Kenneth Walker, I'm sorry, I don't think they grow on trees in the transfer portal. So I think that was more of a flash in a pan type thing rather than the new thing in, at Michigan State. And you need an offensive line to get through this Big Ten yeah, schedule. Yeah, let me, let me just, read this. I just don't know how it's possible. This is, like, it seems right to this me. This is the I'm commentary from Brad Crawford. So you're saving it. I'm, I'm saving it. But so tell he, me what they said. Yeah. He says, Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker heightened expectations for the Spartans with a jaw-dropping 11-win season in only his second go-around last fall, which means the encore performance in 2022 has to fall short of another top-ten finish, right? While Michigan State's stock price is still high after winning a New Year's Six Bowl, I'll take the profits and sell based on how the 2022 schedule sets up. Michigan State will face as many as five nationally ranked teams, including Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. This might be cheating a bit here, but there's a reason oddsmakers have moved back on the Spartans' win total back all the way down to 7.5 wins is where oddsmakers are putting that right now. I want to know what Penn State's... I would, season looks I would like really want to look at that, too. Yep. But one thing about Penn State is they have, what, a 12th-year senior at quarterback, which should you win some, use some games. Roughly. Four, 14. Roughly. Yeah. <laughs> 14 years. Sorry. Um, sorry to correct you. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I just – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that. I think that's fair. I think it's legit, and I don't think it's necessarily a slight at MSU's program or Mel Tucker. I think it's just the nature of, of the Big Ten. Right now, in, in this conference, I, I the side of the conference. I think they only have those difficult games, so they do play against Washington at Washington. But that shouldn't count in the Big Ten schedule, necessarily, Correct. like the standings. It does not. But count they also in that. have what Wisconsin. So they have Minnesota, Maryland, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Rutgers, Indiana, Penn State. So they have Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Those are their big games. Minnesota's probably toss up. Yeah, yeah, I would say I, I think that's fair to say. You're not going to walk in there and, and win. I, I think PJ Fleck deserves a little bit more than that. I'm not going to say either team's going to walk in and, and win that game. Yeah, I'm going to say shred this one though. I'm going to say they finished third. That's what I'm going with. Really I'm over going Penn State. It. Yep. I'd that's fine. Have we, here, have we saved anything here? Yet? I'll, <laughs> do you want to change it? Listen, okay. At Purdue, they got Ohio. They got to go to Auburn. They have Central Michigan, then Northwestern, then Michigan, then Minnesota, then Ohio State, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, and finish with Michigan State. That's Penn State's schedule. I don't see how Michigan State finishes ahead of them. So it'll really come down to that game. That That's what I'm kind of getting at. So we shredded it. We should have yep. saved that one and revisited it. I'm shredding. All right. They always win something they shouldn't. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, let's move here. Always, every Real year. Real quick. All right, this one is Notre Dame is the next IT program under Marcus Freeman. This is Ari Worsman um, from The Athletic. He says, Freeman gets it. 
He wakes up in the morning to recruit. He craves the interaction, um, and that's what you need. The results speak for themselves, as the Irish are on pace to sign perhaps the best recruiting class in program history. Notre Dame has 10 players who rank in the top 150 nationally in the 24-7 sports composite right now. I truly believe that Notre Dame is a special place that can be attractive enough to the to the most elite players in the country and can return to being a legit national title contender. Now, they've always they've never really fallen out of being a legit national uh, contender. They're always there. Like they were potentially going to make the top four last year, which should be considered a national contender, right? Now, Correct. nobody actually thinks that they're ever going to win the national title, at least in the last ten years. Even though they've been close, it's just you just hey, knew that they were that Alabama. far. Yep. They're that far down from Alabama, now Georgia, Ohio State. Very similar to, to say, what Michigan did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. Michigan was in the playoff and contenders, but they were, it was proven that they were far from true contenders. They were worse than Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> way, way worse than Georgia. No, I, I, I agree. It, uh, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see, see it, it either. And, and not only, like, yeah, you can recruit. James Franklin, great recruiter. But he can't coach. I don't know much about Marcus Freeman. I, I really we, don't. We know nothing. We know nothing about his coaching style. We know nothing. It. We don't know. He's bringing in names. That's great. Everybody loves that side of, of the game. The recruiting's fun. That's what gets you excited. That's what gives you hope. Yeah, have all the hope in the world. But until I know how this guy coaches in games, I'm, I can't. I can't save this. Michigan could have the I'm best shred it. the the best transfer portal in two years after you know Notre Dame doesn't do right by their all their recruits that went to Notre Dame instead of Michigan. That's a great point because that's the mm-hmm. one place you can transfer um, credits. I think <laughs> over yeah. to Michigan or one I, of the few. I I just don't buy this either. I mean, how uh, their their credentials you need to get into the school. Their school first based Is athletic it, yeah. or uh, um, what do you call it like. A scholar athlete. That's that's always what at Oakland we would always say scholar athlete. And scholar was first for a reason because academics are more important. That's the same message you get at Notre Dame. That's not the same message you get everywhere. Yep. So you're never going to be in my mind. You're never going to be elite unless you start taking on players that are not exceptional at, from the scholar part. Do they say scholar athlete at Ohio State or is it just like athlete? No, they don't. Or they put a dollar sign in front of athlete yeah, is they that say what happens rich athlete that's what rich, they say. Uh, that's yeah. right that's right all right so we got a shred and we got uh one with a nice little comment here from Jarrett. um national title contender yes but any new coach with notre dame gets hype and can coach well but this one is no different um i'm shredding it uh they will be damn good yep but the same as every other year. Correct. Playoffs sometimes, sometimes not, and get their crap kicked in by Alabama and Georgia. Be- I agree. Because it, they're scholar athletes first. Yep. If scholar you're saying first. the IT program is Michigan, if you're, if you're going to take Michigan's place, yeah, that could easily happen in the in the college football playoff. But if you're saying IT program becoming the next Alabama or the next yeah, Georgia, right. it seems so far-fetched. I'm sorry. Might regret it, but I'm shredding it. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas has a better chance. Yeah. All right, so all right, let's move through a couple here. (laughs) Clemson won't be elite again. This is Rico Beard from 97 on the ticket. He's just completely off the um, bandwagon. I'm going to save – well, actually, no, I think it's a terrible take. 
I'd to love, say that they're not going I'd to be elite again. I'd love to save it, though. <laughs> I know. To say they're I not going to be elite again, I just it seems far-fetched. But on the other hand, when is the coaching carousel going to hit Clemson? Is interesting. Where are they going to end up in everything moving around? Well, Venable's already left. Yeah, he's that's, lost coaches, that's right? That's what I'm saying. It's part of the problem. I just feel like it just seems like the writing's on the wall for him to take over Alabama here in the near future, and Clemson will... That's what I see happening. I really do. Right. So, it feels like it might be a save. Right. That's They're what we're done. I'm shredding. You're shredding. Yeah, I'm, we'll, we'll I'm saving. Oh, I think Clemson? it's. I think it's Give silly. Save, I think baby. it's silly to what say. What are they in? ACC. Yeah, I think it's silly Screw to that. say. <laughs> Screw that. They're not. ACC's not. They're gonna dominate the ACC. Uh, They're a quarterback away. How many times do I have need to, to tell look at you, South Beach, sir? How many times do I have to tell you that their people programs are a quarterback away? A lot. Yeah, you guys still don't believe me. Miami. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it'll be. It. Save it. All right, we're saving that one. Whatever. I'm Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> All right, moving right I'm along. I'm watching the Tigers. I have no idea what you guys said. I got two here from Chris Lowe of ESPN. Michigan has the easiest Power 5 non-conference schedule. Who? Michigan. Okay. Uh, Michigan edges out UCLA in their battle of glorified scrimmages to get ready for conference play. Neither team faces a Power 5 opponent, and all their non-league games are at home. I love the Wolverines it. coming off their first college football appearance aren't exactly driving right back into the fray. They open the 2022 season against Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. It's the first time in 78 years that Michigan won't play a non-conference game against a current Power 5 member or Notre Dame. UCLA plays Bowling Green, Alabama State, and South Alabama. I would consider them pretty even there. I mean, on yeah. paper, Michigan's schedule looks t- tougher because you have a team like Al- Hawaii who can sometimes put a team together, but they're far from that. I've never seen right. Bowling Green, Alabama, Alabama State, or South Alabama do anything of value. No. So I think it's a kind of a head-to-head thing, but I think it's safe. I- I'm going to save it just because it- I think it's legit. It- it's a ugly, ugly schedule. It's embarrassing. It's I'm not okay embarrassing. With it. I love oh, it. It's yeah. <laughs> taking the Alabama well, approach. It My is. Goodness. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. It is the SEC approach, not just <laughs> Alabama, the SEC approach. <laughs> We're playing the Citadel in week two. And then last, about time. we got Chris Lowe <laughs> from ESPN again. Arkansas has the toughest overall Power 5 schedule. The Hogs are one of five Power 5 teams. Georgia Tech, Oregon, Stanford, and Texas Tech are the others uh, that have two non-conference games against ranked teams, number 23 Cincinnati at home to open the season September 3rd, and number 19 BYU on the road October 15th. In the three weeks leading up to the BYU trip, Arkansas faces number 5 Texas A&M. In Arlington, Texas, Texas, and number 1 Alabama at home and Mississippi State on the road. Throwing the trip to Auburn on October 29th, and the Hogs have a stretch where they play four of five games away from home. The only one other one that really stood out to me that I think is comparable is Ohio State's. Where you got Notre Dame, Wisconsin, at MSU, Iowa, at Penn State, and against Michigan. That seems a little... Pretty juggernaut On paper, it seems tougher. Right. I feel like the reason why Arkansas gets the nod is because they're not as good as Ohio State, where it's like, well, we're better than all the teams that we play, <laughs> <Yeah>. so... <laughs> 
Oh, oh, it's favorite in every game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think it's savable, but I think it's a little disingenuous too. I really do. I think it's the uh, the SEC bias kind of getting in the way there of saying, oh, it's the SEC logjam. Well, Texas <laughs> is Texas A and M really that good? We don't know yet. Yeah, they you just paid a whole bunch of players. They're good. Yeah, but uh, have we you seen can't it yet? Say that. Yeah, no, those guys that, are making more than most NFL players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have, I just don't think we've seen it. And, and I'm sorry, but like Texas Tech doesn't. Really, I said Texas Tech, right? I don't know. Or no, it's no te- not Texas. Yet. Texas hasn't proven in anything yet either. They're probably gonna be that darling that ends up falling off. So I get it. I'll save it. I'll save it. I think it's savable. I, th- I, I really think do the, think it's savable. The talent. Um, Difference between Ohio State and a and a and maybe a program like Iowa could Iowa beat them? Yeah, but should they? No, never. Yeah, based on their talent difference. Yep, I, I agree. I agree with that completely. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. I lost my sheet. But bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS, jump on, sign up for whatever you want. I don't even care at this point. We just want to move along. We're not going to have the full are they, are they betting still hero a company? segment. Do they? They are, yeah. They just celebrated four years. Uh, really? A couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're, doing good, they're doing okay? Seems like it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they're doing a good job. So Hey, you guys should support them. They yeah. seem to be doing good. And they're a local company here in, in West Michigan. So, um, But, yeah, if you're interested in sports betting world and, and getting into it, putting some money out there, Jump on bettinghero.com, put in pro- promo code MIBETS, um, sign up there. Uh, it helps us, helps them, and, and it'll help you get the best promos um, in sports betting world. But we're going to keep this thing moving right along. You want to you do the draft or no? No, I don't. <laughs> the From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. Okay. This is State of My Sports. Are you right with not doing the draft? Yeah, it's my favorite segment. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. <laughs> Never been better. <laughs> Jared did say Texas A&M is going to be very good. Yeah, so they're, they're good. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but here we are in our beer grade situation here. What we drank was Detroit City Juice. Um, it's a hazy IPA from Atwater Brewery, born in Detroit, raised in everywhere it says so you got the local company here or local brewery here in in, Det- in grand rapids also you got the one in detroit i'm sure there's others as well let's go um but they're hazy ale um with our juicy hop combo uh 6.3 percent alcohol by volume 10 ibus i think Dude. to consider the I, I, uh, ipa i i would have liked to get a little more bitterness out of it with only 10 in there um mm. but the hazies tend to have that Excellent beer. I'm not going to complain. Like this was right oh, up my it's alley. A great beer. I loved the the grapefruit in there. That stuck out a lot. Um, the orange was very subtle, but you could taste it on the back end. That's kind of where I was at. Um, this. What do you guys think about this beer overall? Personally, this is one of the better summer beers I've had in a while. Yeah. Like nothing too sweet, nothing too, you know, something that bites like an IPA. You know, n- yeah. nothing against like your your two hearteds and your centennials and all that kind of stuff, but you know, like the the hazy IPA, great style, great flavor. It's super smooth. Um, it's got a great mouthfeel, and that's super easy to drink, man. You yeah. can just I would agree. We with that. knocked all those down 
halfway through this episode. Well, I mean, we were we, we went were long in our intro. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. Story no, time I, with <laughs> I love Ryan this beer. Sam and this is a great yeah. beer. This is one of their best beers. Yeah, what score would you give it? I'm gonna do an eight point five. You want a little bit more? Or no. Yeah, I'll, I'll just a little bit more. We'll fish Thank it off. you, well, Ryan. What, what would you give it? You're uh, so I actually started. I started the night with an old fashioned. Yeah, I saw that, and you didn't even bring any for us. Yeah, no, can I, can I, I actually rude. I, br- I brought beer for okay, you. Okay, so here's. You oh, you're right. I'll like, I'll bring old fashions over. I'll, we'll do it right. sometime soon. Um, not next week. I'm busy. But um, can, I, can I have my glass? Oh man. <laughs> What a nice guy. <laughs> he poured some into yours. Look at that. <laughs> so clearly I started my, now, my so we can, night out can, with a You can go fashion. make old fashioned for us while we drink the, your beer. <laughs> Anyways, it was a it was a good beer. You want some of this? Uh, the orange. No, I'm good. The orange actually blended really well with what I started everything with. And it was, oh, that's it was a good, good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really oh. easy to drink. I really like the citrus flavor to it, but it wasn't. Uh, In your face. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> this is a great beer. Yeah, it was good. Should have some. I, um, I would have. Real quick, Carrie from <laughs> that's uh, really was drinking funny. Archival Brewing, um, had Fritz Folly IPA. It was solid with a 7.8, and then Jarrett just has a fun fact, an actual fun fact, not a joke. Hey. Which, Jarrett, hey, thank you so much for being part of us. You, I, I really appreciated your comments tonight. Yeah, we do. It was, it was really great. Um, very insightful. In the 1800s, Detroit had more production breweries in the entire than the inti- the entire country. Wow, I think that's what he meant to say there. He also had that's more impressive. beer than the entire podcast tonight. Who did? Jared. Uh, oh, you know, okay. oh, because he joke. typed it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought you meant me for my no. reading. No, How, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought this was the most enjoyable Jared's been in probably six years. Yeah, no, keep I'm it up. <laughs> I'm nice just job, kidding, Jared. Jared. We know Jared. we love you, buddy. Normally suck, but tonight you did well. Good <laughs> yeah. job. Wait, <laughs> I thought he records on Tuesday night. Why didn't you guys record tonight? He was drinking rum and cokes all night. So, okay, but I'm wondering why right. he wasn't recording. Do we hey, need to Jared, in November. Yeah, I never mind. I'll reach out separately. Oh, I see how it is. You can definitely <laughs> talk to him separately. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Also, huge <laughs> shout out to Western Little League. I don't know if they won. They did not. They lost. They lost oh. three to two in extra innings. In jun- the juniors team. Yes. Ah, oh, shoot. That stings. Anyways, Ryan, Dang. did you give it a grade? No. No. <laughs> Eight four. Uh, I, I agree. Eight seven. Solid, solid beer. Dang. Big fan of this beer. Atwater. All right, I have been, I have been Big really bad. down on Atwater, <laughs> like over the years. Yep. This is good. This, this is, is a this is one of my beer. favorite beers for them. I, I, I agree. It's also that. the sign of the times, right? I mean, it's summer. Ooh, don't get me started on that Great song. Great song. Love me some hair. Jared had a good episode. Good job, Jared. Yeah, he was, he was actually the best episode. Best episode, Jared. Good he, job. He was, yeah. Thank you guys for recording. Thank you guys for listening, watching. Jared, Carrie, love you guys for the comments. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.